Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your number one source for all things Final Fantasy TCG, sponsored by Ultimate Guard. To the slopes oh, of to Midgar. The slopes of Midgar. <laughs> How's the weather up there? I'll cut the cut that sick powder, uh, you know, that Mako powder. That's right. Brought to you by the Shinra Electric Power Company. The Shinra Electric Powder Company? Powder Company, yes. Yes. They're the definitely the Enron of the Final Fantasy the world. <laughs> the Shinra Electric Powder Company. That's right. The, you're just puffing out sweet, sweet, curvable powder. Oh, baby. It's it's that powder you can just take anywhere. <laughs> set up the slopes in your own backyard. I, I would set up my own little, like, uh, like a food truck in Midgar. It's like the Shinra Eclectic Chowder Company. Oh, my God. <laughs> be great. Just have a bunch of different wild chowders. Oh, it'd be great. Wild chowder. Eclectic Chowder. Eclectic Chowder Company. I absolutely love it. I just like the idea of like in a in a neo like super mechanical city where like there's literally like so many layers of city. Mm-hmm. They that's how much industry they're stacking on top of this little square of earth, and then they're just like, but also we're gonna need luxury ski resort level powder. You sector need nine. the double black diamond for the <laughs> the executives. The sector nine double black diamond. Oh baby. <laughs> Catch that hot, hot, well, I guess cool powder, I should say. Catch, yeah, well, you know, I, don't, I guess it does, do they make it cold? It could. It's fake snow, it could be whatever you want, right? That is true. I mean, it's de- you're definitely filming the, the juicy fruit commercial it's there. Like, it's like hot sand. Mmm, hot sand. Hot mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> what? Give me some of that hot mayo. Mmm, yum, yum. I, I've, I've got no room for mayo. I'm just so full of pizza and coffee. That was literally the carb, the uh, the carb coma that we put you in last night. Dog, we put macaroni and cheese on top of a pizza, so we had pasta on top of bread, and we're just gonna smother it all in cheese and jalapenos. It's like hats on hats. Well, it's definitely a hat it's, on a hat. It's carbs on carbs. And you know what? Cheese I'll, on cheese. I'll fucking do it again. Yeah, it's like yeah. What was uh, Alex saying? Or it's like you take the. The pe- or you take like dough, mm-hmm. and then you're putting cheese on it, and then you're putting mac and cheese, like pasta on it. Yeah. That you've put cheese on, then you put some cheese on top of that to lock it in, and then maybe it's like breaded, or there's oh, like some bread little, crumbs or something yeah, on it. Yeah. A nice panko crust on top. Mm. Got yourself like seven or eight kinds of carbs there, just like. Indeed, and you're not pooping for a week. <laughs> kind of how that goes. <laughs> all just coming together. It does all come together, John. It doesn't quite come together. Like it does on the next episode of the RVA Returns Podcast. We're back. Oh, it's good to be back. Happy New Year, Chris. Happy New Year. And also, John, we're, we're in the same room. We're in the same room. We're hanging out. This is a we rare occasion. Big city hangs. Yeah. But, you know, because we had uh, you know a Winnebox, which was really cool for you. You had a you know, congratulations on that. You know, I put you. the cart before the horse. Thank but, you uh, very much. Congrats on the wins that was mm-hmm. there. Uh, my day was a lot different, but I still had a blast. Um, then we had locals. We got to we got to jam a lot of games. John, we've jammed more games this weekend than we have all year. Yeah, Bad joke. <laughs> okay. you're allowed to get those in there. This is this is the only time of the year where those are acceptable. Yes, yeah. we haven't played cards all year. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, really though, I mean, it, as much as like a little bit of a dad joke as that is, 
Um, there's been a lot of card slinging already happening this year. So. And I love it. I love that we're, you know, two week, two and a half weeks into 2023. And just if you look at, you know, FF decks and you just look at, you know, all the groups and pages, they, with OP coming back this year, people are like the, they're coming out of the woodworks. They're getting back and like, we're seeing people we haven't seen in a while, you know, you know, you know how, how happy, how happy it makes me seeing like. JFB's name on a tournament result. Or or we were just talking about Colin, uh, Colin Rupert, who is like just emerging from his cave after years. Yeah, they're all they're all just you know coming out of their their, the the Indiana mole women are coming out of the. uh, I love it, dude. That's so funny. Yeah, no, it's absolutely great, but not as great as being back here with you, John. Of course, I'm your host, Chris Adams, and with me, as always, badge and gun, six shooter, twelve shots. John Schreiner. Say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. Yeah, the champ. Sorry, I, I should refer oh, to you champ. as the champ for the, uh, for the rest of the day. But, um, no, we've got quite a bit to talk about. I know it's been a while. And thankfully, you know, with, with OP coming back, we've, you know, we've beat that, um, you know, we beat that into the ground. But now we can maybe get back to how things used to be once we're back into OP yeah, season, man. get back on that weekly grind and kind of get back into more topics where it's like, you know, we can go over, you know, what's, you know, and we're going to kind of do that a little bit today with a little what's hot, what's not in this mm-hmm, off season. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've got some tournament results to talk about. We got some new product news to talk about. Just, just all kinds of fun musings. Yeah, brother. I, uh, musing is my middle name. But indeed, that's John. not. I, I don't ever want to lie to you guys. That's not my middle name. But you know, John, this 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 isn't the tabloids. But there is only one location where you can get all of those musings. You know. Neatly compiled, have a nice little bow on them for your, you know, reading, viewing, listening pleasure. And Champ, I'm going to need you to tell us where that's at. Uh, I believe they call it the news. course first up as always here on the news we are going to get right into it john i need you to go ahead and take the podium take your rightful place on the podium in front of mankind and hit us with the octagon state of the news that's good there's a lot to talk about it sounds like look i stacks on stacks we actually do have quite a bit a little bit to talk about this week chris so um, Octagon State of the Union, ladies and gentlemen, it's good, of oh, course. So, okay, I know. I, I, thought, a, I thought I, when I said we had something to talk about, that's kind of like the parents sitting you down to chat. No, it's nothing like that. Um, so we actually had a fun little. We did like our holiday party, yeah. quote unquote, at the end of the year last year, <clears throat> um, where we gave out some extra prizes, and uh, we had a couple little announcements. And the announcements were um, were just about things that we planned to do or that I wanted to do. Little goals for myself for the stream for. Um, 2023, and um, the three things that we announced are, first of all, the, the return of the leaderboard with points. Yes. So, um, what's fun about a leaderboard and a point system is it's a way for you to track progress, um, you know, for yourself. Absolutely. Like, you know, you, you want to see number go up, dopamine mm-hmm. go yay. <laughs> yeah. I love yay. <laughs> yeah, number go up, dopamine, dopamine go yay, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then there's like, uh, also, the fact of now you can do things with like bounties, like the people who are at the top. You know, if you mm-hmm. beat them, you get extra points, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then you can prize out more than just the winner. You can reward consistent, um, you know, good play 
because mm-hmm. uh, that's the performance without it having to be first place. So and, then, I, and stuff like that is just great for veteran and new players alike, yeah, right? It's, yeah. You love to see, again, the, the progress that you make or just to see, you know, how you're stacking up against, you know, the best. Yeah, it, it's um, it's just more into the theme of, like, what it's about. Yes. Which is, like, getting better, getting practice in, and uh, kind of collecting that, like, data on yourself and your play, you know? Absolutely. Um, so we're going to be bringing that back. And with that back, you know, we're going to have bounties and stuff like that come back as well. Um, another thing I thought of to kind of give more of a goal for people who just wanted to play, like, you know, a, a casual outlet. Like, just being where we are, Chris, being being who we are, we're not going to fire, like, a casual event on a Wednesday no. night at some point, or, or like, like ever make that the theme, right? Yeah. Standard Constructed is where we're at. But um, <clears throat> what I am going to have is we're going to have um, a, a Hall of Fame in the Discord, and um, the Hall of Fame is going to have not only accolades over, you know, the most winningest or all these other all-time things, but um, I'm also going to have in there almost these, like, mega Wolves Den achievements, so rather than it just be like something you could pull off in one event, it's going to be something that's like, oh, the first person to, I mean, now this has already happened and it's Ben Chocobo Joe, but like, oh, the first person to dire dirge on stream, you know, like some crazy yeah. S ability that we want to see. So then there'll be people who know like, yeah, you know, I'm never going to four O this, but like, I want to see if I can make that crazy deck thing happen yeah. and I can be the person who gets my name on like the hall of fame, yeah. you know? So, um, it'll just be a fun little way to celebrate like our players and and fun things that they do and give people some like alternate objectives um and then the third thing was that basically um you know we had our big successful esper series event Mm -hmm. last year and the announcement was just kind of um that will be you know we'll be having more we named it series for a reason it's another series we plan never to finish but to but to get a good Nice long chunk into, much like yeah. our previous series. Yeah, we want to go ahead and make sure we get all the tournament winners and yeah, just drop yeah. off the face of the earth. Exactly. That's, kind of, that's um, kind of the goal. Yeah, no. But to be fair, to be fair, I want to go ahead and say it here on, you know, right now. I definitely plan, if we can get them all together, I would love to finish the, the Soldier Series Championship. Ladies and gentlemen, that's, love that was it. episode 118, Chris uh, mentioned... Yeah. That he he says hold him to it. Yeah, folks. please hold, hold me to, to it. it it's folks. just I mean, obviously we all know it's been tough. With... It's gonna have to be like a side event at like uh, at like something else where they happen it, it, to be there. It's gonna have to be, <laughs> yeah. or we're just gonna have to get them fly all them all out in a fucking room. <laughs> Can and... you imagine they just get like a Smash Brothers style invitation in the mail like a couple of years and it just says it's time. It's like King and of Fighters like, thirteen. Yeah. The envelope yeah. just shows up in and, your and, mail. And it's like literally like, like Final Fantasy has not even been a game for years, and they just get the message and go it's time, and it says like I'm a man of my word. It's like a date and a location and like like latitude and longitude and they all show up it's just like you're finally here that's right for the soldier series the the grand finals that's right and and, and i would again i would love to do it it's just i mean let's be honest it's three years have been kind of just uh, oh yeah and then everything and getting everybody back and like you know some of the people don't play that much like for example you know you mentioned colin rupert had shown up I couldn't believe cards. I could not believe seeing his name. Yeah, and he turned down prizes for the week, saying, "Yeah, I don't have any cards." I'm like, "Brother, but that, then take the free cards. Yeah. <laughs> have some. <laughs> yeah, here, here, have some." Every journey starts with the, with the yeah. first step. But the you know, and you know, Stephen Arboleda, who, I, as far as I know, uh, Curtis said he wants to get back into it, but I know he doesn't really play anymore. Like he's you know married. Dude, now, the so thing like, is, a lot of these guys though, it's like you've got your. Uh, you know your brownie points racked up you know your your community goodwill like 
Put out the bat signal, the deck signal. Yeah, I, I think I just think just we light the him. deck signal in the sky. Mm-hmm. If we can get you a deck, all you have to do is just put up the yeah, deck yeah, signal. We'll, tell us what you want to play. We'll, yeah. we'll we'll find a way for you to have it for the tournament. Yeah. So it's yeah, so I mean it's a matter of just working out all the logistics. But yes, it, it's been a long time coming. But the plan things have changed over the last few years. So it's they like, sure it's have. hard to yeah. it's been hard to really iron that down. And I would much rather do that in person than digitally. Like that's an all the tournaments except for I think no they were all I think only one of them one of them was digital one of them was digital yeah yeah and the rest of them were in person and I would much rather have this skill showcase be an in person thing but yes you heard it here hold me to it and we'll get it done eventually <laughs> yeah I mean it's um it's tough because like the like you said the players change too it's not just yeah the, it's. And We're yeah, in a welcome landscape in 2019. <laughs> welcome to the cast this week, the Squeaky Barstool, uh, oh, which man. is the, also the name of my speakeasy. Yes, the Squeaky Barstool. But um, that's in Sector Nine, I believe, right? Yeah, in Sector Nine, yeah, the Squeaky <laughs> Barstool. It's right next to uh, the Shinra Eclectic Chowder Company. Yes, my uh, my soup store. Yeah, mm. but um, yeah, no, Chris, Chris again. He's in person this weekend. He has two choices as a second chair in my room right now, and it's like the bar stools from the kitchen, or like the six foot bean bag that we have to Katamari style roll through the door <laughs> yes. in my room that barely fits in. So. I love a good bar stool. Well, I just, you know, I'm literally sitting here hearing, and I had two simultaneous thoughts. The first one was like, yeah, I really hope that doesn't come through in the microphone too much. And then the second was like the immediate follow-up realization that, yeah, that is, as, is as much as I'm hearing it, yeah, it's it's the third member of the cast this week. Um, it's like, like Steven's uh, yeah, well, that's It's funny because you were just talking about Steven and the squeaky chair made me think of Steven and yeah, the candy wrapper or driving in the car. Just just really, at some point, the, um, the just like nonchalance of it is his character on the show, you know? Yes. Um, but anyway, yeah, so, so uh, we did mention for Esper series, we're going to have at least another one of those in person and one or two of them digitally this year. So please look forward to yeah, uh, to that. Those were great. Honestly, as soon as they announce the dates for Crystal Cups, we're going to fill in the blanks, basically. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Um, but that's it for our Archicon State of the Union. Please look forward to our new changes, um, some new updates for um, the weekly that we talked about. Start this upcoming Wednesday with the new season. So it join us. It could be you. That's the goal. That's the goal. All right. Other news, Chris. Yeah. So we've got. So we've been getting a lot more um, information on Opus Twenty, which I mean, we're this is what Opus Eighteen we're in right now. <laughs> yes. So we're just skipping Nineteen and we're just going right well, to Twenty. So Nineteen is going to be the one with um with Cloud Advent Children Cloud on the yep. box, and that one's coming um after this, and then that's in like March. Yeah. And so the summer set, the summer set, the set of the summer yes. Opus Twenty, which Twenty will be. Right there in the thick. It'll be um, not only in the thick of like it. Probably the first one we get for comp season, but twenty is going to be like the the meat of the competitive season. Yeah, honestly, Chris, I think Opus twenty, and this is um it's super. It's going to be a super important set. This is yeah. This is a little bit of a call to action. Yes, from me to you as well. Um, Opus twenty, dear listener, is this like you know? Have you ever seen the Disney movie Hercules? Of course. And you know Hades is getting all jazzed because all the planets are about to line up mm-hmm. for like the first time ever, and like everything's gonna just be real hot and and great. 
I don't remember exactly what his what his plan is, but I think somehow he gets, becomes powerful yes. and then like locks away the other powerful people when this plan is aligned. Sounds but about right. All I know is the plan is aligned. All right. What you're saying is we're gonna lock up everybody else. Well, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna Wait lock them all up. Yeah, so, so we're gonna rule the underworld this year. No, um, I think that there's gonna be a lot of factors that line up in a perfect way. Yes. For Opus Twenty, where we can really get people into this game and grow the game in a really cool way. So Opus 20 is going to have Final Fantasy XIV as, like, the main box art and the main mm-hmm. theme of the set. The box art for Opus 20 gorgeous. is gorgeous. It, just the, the way the colors pop on it, it is gorgeous, right? So it's immediately like, okay, the, and it's funny because it sounds like a little thing, but again, when all of the things line up, that's how you get, like, a lightning in a bottle set, right? So it's like Final Fantasy XIV, check. Set aesthetic, great, check. And it's like, okay, it's coming out in the middle of Crystal Cup season, in the middle of the summer. So it's, no matter what, is going to be relevant. Yep. It is impossible for it not to be relevant, check. Right? And then it's like, Opus 20, mm-hmm. check. That feels, that's a great feeling thing. Like, oh, oh, cool, I'll start here. You know, it's like yep. it feels, people like the fives and tens, Chris. It's true. Dude, 20's I, a good number. They like the fives and tens. 20's a good number. Yeah, Look at that, Opus squirrels. XX. Oh. Yeah. Oh, squirrels yeah. sitting on a branch eating nuts on That's, my uncle's ranch you know 20 20 yeah you know 20 just like that yeah just like that story yes that we all know uh no but yeah so i i honestly think that this is going to be the one um you know tell people about the game man yeah. get, get some eyes on the game because it's going to be a really it's going to be a set a lot of people can connect with i think yeah so i agree and uh we've already seen uh we've already had a spoiler we got the text on the box topper which is xenos yes xenos the uh the baddie from final fantasy 14 yeah, he is going the dark to be, legend yes the dark yeah, legend which is kind of cool because this set we didn't have any darker light legends but now i guess we're that was a, a one-shot deal i guess we're going to go back to that yeah we had, um, we had the multi-element guys kind of get in the way so <laughs> yeah. because they had some extra multi-element colors in the mm-hmm. set uh there were actually just two heroes of each yeah there sure yeah. was um, so yeah, so Xenos here as um, the BioBox promo, of course. He's also a dark legend. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and read him. One thing that's a little bit annoying to me here, Chris, is that like it's cool that Xenos is um, he's a popular character, and it makes sense that Xenos would be dark. But having a dark or light box topper feels really bad because yeah. you're never going to play three of this guy. So like, I don't need to own twelve full art foil xenos and then yeah. i'm gonna have them from in the box also and in the set it's you're just not like, gonna be able to give these away yeah like you just don't need this many and i mean hey give these away chris that might actually be one of the things this card's best for because yeah. it's again one of those popular characters from 14 but and anyway it's also kind of a, just a generically okay ability yeah so he's uh xenos is 4 cp 9k gotta love it i mean these days if you're light or dark you're over curve right you have to be um he's a forward job reaper of course mm-hmm. that was that new class that came out in this expansion for 14 uh, and of category 14, all right. Um, you can cast Xenos from your break zone Which is right great. then and there, Chris. That is um, also a reason I wouldn't play three of them in my deck ever. Yes. But, you know, yeah, you can cast Xenos from the break zone. Um, when Xenos enters the field from the break zone, at the end of the turn, remove Xenos from the game. Eh, maybe you would play three. Um, so, basically, he gets this, like, he comes back one time um, whenever you want, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you still have to follow normal cast rules for character. Yeah. But... Um, he comes back this second time, and then at the end of that turn, you're removed from the game. Well, yeah. can he cause enough havoc in that one turn, Chris? I think so. Because yeah. when Xenos enters the field, you choose a forward of cost three or less. Break it. Then when it is put from the field into the break zone this turn, select up to one. Oh, sorry, it says select up to one, so you don't have yeah. to select any of those. Nice. 
Up to one of the two following actions, your opponent discards a card or Xenos gains haste until the end of the turn. So um, basically, you have this 4CP card in your break zone that when it is convenient for you, you can just pay for it, bring this guy back, um, he breaks a forward, mm-hmm. he makes your opponent discard a card, and then he leaves. Or he breaks a forward and then attacks, and that's some crazy like lethal potential. No, absolutely. The squeaking was getting to me. Every time I like adjusted, I could hear it. I was like, I don't want to hear that for the next hour and a half. That's okay. So I can get, I'll get you a different chair. I'm going to get you one of the ones from the dining room. Table. That's what we're going to do. That's what. We're so gonna I'm going to go do that. No, Chris, you talk Xenos. You talk Xenos. Yeah. No, I, I think the. Uh, I think this card is actually really okay. I think it's just a good, just kind of generic tempo piece, um, and the fact that you can cast him from somewhere that's not your hand, meaning he does not. He can be effective and not gum up your hand like light and dark cards historically can do. We've all been there. We've all had a handful of cards that we've, you know, been trying to make a turn here. And then it's like, well, I've got this one light card in my hand, so I can't have this optimal turn that I want to have. But the fact that, and there's so many outlets nowadays to, you know, things that let you loot and, you know, draw, discard, you know, there's all kinds of things like that. So putting this guy in the break zone never feels bad. But very much... And we've made this reference a lot this weekend, very much in a Viking kind of way, right? There's no reason oh, yeah. to not want to put this guy in the break zone. Yeah, you, you, um, you're you like happy to play him early because you just, it's like, you know, you play him. Yeah. When he just gets the normal enter the field, um, he still gets that, you know, the, the enter where you get to break a guy and yeah, then, and then he can either get haste or discard. Yeah. So it's like, I'm going to play this guy, break your dude. Haste him in. He's coming in. Okay, he's coming in next turn. My big 9K, are you going to do something about him? Well, he's back again. He broke another guy. And he's coming. So, yeah, yeah you, you definitely always get kind of like a two-for-one mm-hmm. and then another two-for-one with Xenos, which is yeah. nice. Um, the problem there is always that is, uh, I mean, if this wasn't dark, this is a no-brainer, which I think is yeah. always how lighter dark cards kind of work, right? Yeah. Um, the fact that it's dark might make it a bit of a brainer. And yeah. it might be, it might not be the choice you make for your deck. So yeah, and again, it's just one of those things. And you know, we talk about this being a set where a new, a good, maybe a potential starting point for new players. You know, we'll we'll, mm-hmm. we'll be able to elaborate more on that, and we'll know yeah. more as we see more cards. But this is just kind of a generically okay ability. Oh, that true. <clears throat> if yeah. you're a new player and you don't really have all these previous light and dark cards, you don't know much about them. There's nothing wrong with putting one of this in your deck just to kind of fill it out if you're a new player, right? Totally. Yeah, great point. I mean, and, like, this guy has nothing to do with any synergy or archetype. He just is generically good dark card with value. And also, to be fair, he is category 14. I mean, there are some Hien implications here. Mm-hmm. Bring him into play. He gains haste. Let this guy swing twice with Hien. Seems pretty okay to me. See, yeah, seems seems juicy. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I think there are some implications with this guy on some existing decks. So, there, there's, again, there's a, there's a lot that you can look at here. I'm doing a little adjusto, a little, just a quicko. A little adjusto change. Check this out, dude. There we go. Yeah. Now we're like, perfect. Yeah, perfect. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Xenos, uh, all in all, I think he's a good card. I think this guy will see some play, but yeah. mostly because, like we said, he's a generically good piece that probably fits into something that has other 14 synergies. Yes, whether it's, 100%. Um, you know, whether it's Yen or something else. I imagine mm-hmm. 20 will be chock full of some 14 synergy cards. So. Absolutely. Um. So after him, we got the Legacy cards announced. Yeah. Um, Interesting selection. This is a little head-scratcher for me, Chris, Mm -hmm. because I guess that technically, you know, when you look at the fact that this is Opus 20, Mm -hmm. and you look at the numbers on these sets, you go, I guess these are quote-unquote older... 
But um, he, I don't think anybody is having trouble getting any of these cards. I don't no. think any of these cards have seen uh, much play at all recently. Uh, some of them, if ever. Yeah. And honestly, Chris, I mean, for a legacy card, I can't tell you what the legacy of any of these three cards is. because uh, no. So we have Kuja from Opus 11. He's the four-drop lightning. lightning one that when he enters the field, he... He breaks a three or less, and then you take a damage. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the Emperor, the two-drop Ice Legend, that like wants you to play 700 the Emperors in your deck. Which, uh, that's a pet card. I do love that card. Oh, man. yeah, dude. You sauced me with this card pretty bad um, one day and made me just believe that there was more here than nothing, uh, obviously, because you know it's a legend with a lot of And I will it, but... say, that is probably a very beautiful full art. Oh, I bet. That you know, honestly, beautiful I, honestly, art. this Emperor card is going to be gorgeous full art. Yeah. yeah. And so will Neo X-Death. Um, Neo X-Death is the third one. He's going to be a full art. But again, I mean, I guess he's the one here that had seen the most play. But honestly, he still feel It's weird how this still feels like kind of new. Because mm-hmm. here's a point I'm going to make that's going to is going to shatter your brain there, mm-hmm. Chris. Uh, all three of these cards came out like post-COVID. Like in COVID. Yeah. Opus 11, right? And that's weird to think half of the sets of the game... But like so the thing really is, like they have literally no tournament legacy. <laughs> yeah, there's no no competitive what legacy, bones what at legacy. all. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, the the Emperor and Neox will look really good. Yeah, I, I agree. I think those will be nice. Kuja is definitely a head scratcher. Like now, if that was like weirdly enough, like the the EX five drop Kuja legend, the Ice legend, yeah, that one would make more sense because I mean, there's definitely some tournament legacy there. Yeah, I mean, maybe look. Um, I just talk about our betas too. Like it could be that the Emperor and Kuja saw a bunch of play in Japan. I don't know. Huh. Uh, maybe the team just really likes them. Yeah, I don't know. That's fine with me. Either way, um, not really much. I mean, I, I think oh, as far as you know, legacy cards go, this is probably a weaker selection. I think in general, it's a little tough because they always make them legends, and it's like, um, honestly, legends are usually so specific. Yeah. That they don't hang around as long as good staple commons and and uncommons or sorry um, rares and heroes can in this game, cool. like because it's like by the time the legacy comes out, it's like Kuja's just not fulfilling. Like Kuja Emperor never had any role that was like so unique to them no. or that that it was an archetype, nope. which means they were just like powerful at the time, mm-hmm. and now they're not so much. Yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> and I think, I mean, you know, it's kind of weird that they're going back to this, John, because I really liked in this set the the way they did the legacy cards here in Opus 18. Oh, well, yeah. the, with the alternate art. Yeah, like, I, I think, yeah. like... Well, that's tough for them to do every time. You know, that requires a whole bunch of extra... Probably a bunch of licensing. A bunch of extra steps. Yeah. yeah, and which I get. I understand. Um, I get the realities of it, too. So, and more nowadays than ever. That's fair. Um, but I just feel like, like it's called a legacy card, so let's just ask, like... My first question, I do this at work a lot too, is I, I just kind of like zoom out and I'm like, all right, so we're calling this thing a legacy card. Like, what does that word mean to you? What does the word legacy mean in this situation to you? Mm-hmm. Does it mean it's just an old card? Because mm-hmm. then, okay, sure, yeah, like this is an old legend. Yeah. Does it mean it was a card that like that had this like really big impact on the game? Because mm-hmm. to me, that's kind of what legacy implies. Yeah. and. And I don't see that here, but maybe they just mean like a legacy is in like they're just from old the old part of the game, and we wanted to we thought they'd look cool as full art to bring them back. And you know, from that angle, I can't disagree on some of these choices. But um, and the full art of mono cards always do look good. Yeah. And maybe somebody's just a real big fan of Kuja, and they just want this like beautiful full art Kuja card. But I don't think you're going to see them in the deck anytime Never. soon. That's all I'm saying. Um, but maybe that's not what they're for. Yeah, that's fair. 
Nice collector uh, pieces. But John, that's not just it. We've got another special card, so get that uh get your stamp out. I think for yeah, yeah. Well, you know what, Chris? I would say this might be the first time it's somebody else, and there's a lot of speculation on who, who the stamp might be from. But um, there's not a lot of seven focus. If uh, if we even saw seven list at all, I don't think it's even on this list mm-hmm. here that we'll go over in a bit. Um, so, you know, maybe not a Nomura stamp. People have been have been speculating like if it's going to be Yoshi P, and Yoshi P is the uh, the producer for fourteen. That'd be sick. And he is like um, he is really really cool and successful and like popular with the community mm-hmm. in within Square. So. He worked on 11, mm-hmm. and then they brought him over to 14, and he basically, like, totally fixed 14 from the shit show it was when it first yep. launched. Um, and then he's the guy who's directed 16, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's um, he does great work, and really, he's awesome. So, it's cool that um, people are thinking, like, maybe that'll be his signature on there. And if mm-hmm. so, um, that would also kind of pump those numbers on those cards, mm-hmm. but... Um, the other thing to think about, Chris, I mean, this is again, more zoomed out and maybe not, um, a topic for today, but it's like how many of those stamp cards come out before there's an oversaturation of like those in the right? Like right now, Yuffie is the only card like that. Mm -hmm. So like, there's so much that's special about that. And as soon as this cloud comes out next set, like Yuffie is so much less special because cloud is is special in all the same ways, right? He's like just as rare. He has that same, same, literally the same exact stamp on him. But it's but cloud. cloud, exactly. So, like, isn't that not just like? And, and so, okay, so now is cloud two thousand dollars? Like, well, probably not, right? Because like, I, I don't know. Maybe we'll see, yeah. right? But um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see, you know, when it's the only one and nobody knows, you uh-huh. know, and then over time we just get more information. It'll be curious to see how it shakes out. Yeah, I agree. Um, but then, yeah, so for new art for this one, and just to wrap up the Opus 20 talk, oh, um, we have confirmed original art for uh, FFTA, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, Final Fantasy 4, Final Fantasy 6. Say that one more time. Final Fantasy 6. One more time. Final Fantasy 6. Thank you. We actually have two different artists making unique oh, art for Final oh, Fantasy 6 here, so there's going to be, hopefully, some, a plethora. Um, Final Fantasy 10 and Dissidia. And then also, uh, one just says original so i don't know if that means like special like you know how we had the category special yeah. cards that were like theirs are all uh well for the most part they're like unique art mm-hmm. sometimes borrowed from some of the other square games like the chocobo crystal hunt cards yeah. are special but it says original so i wonder what that means it does i assume it means like a special or something like that yeah um I don't assume this means that we have a Final Fantasy TCG original character. Yeah, no, <laughs> some kind no. of like some new new canon. Um but yeah, that'll be that'll be curious. Yeah, to see. this and when you see those original, like for me that that just screams we're gonna get some kind of summon with a known, you know, yeah, character just like, like a Bahamut and like Ifrit or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fair, yeah. But Or a monster. That. Or yeah, a monster. Yeah, a chocobo or something. Yeah. yeah. Original though, so funny, I'm like uh <laughs> You want original or extra crispy? Oh, nice. <laughs> Which is funny if it's a chocobo. If it, oh, oh, or is it funny? Or, or is it sad? <laughs> oh, or is it sad? Um, but yeah, so that's it for Opus 20. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's, again, like I said, I think it's going to be a crazy cool set yeah. with a lot of things lining up. Um, so then after that, we have Masters happening over in Japan already, man. Um, they're back to it. New Year. I heard, Chris, and I say I heard, I, I read. I read on a translated post from Kageyama that um, 
they don't have the partitions anymore over there, like the acrylic, like the things that sit between the players on the tables. Yeah. So he's kind of jazzed because I think he just traveled to I want to say Thailand for a uh, for a tournament for a Final Fantasy tournament, and he was all excited. He was like for the first time in however many years, like I I'm traveling that. abroad, and like mm-hmm. I'm so happy to be back to traveling. He's like, it's going to be a good year. Um, and then yeah, he they just had in Japan like some of those things are relaxing and it's starting to feel a little more normal, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's just like, it's really, I'm excited because, you know, when we get excited about the competitive season and they don't have any information or anything like that yet, it always feels like kind of like, be careful, empty, be careful yeah. and don't get too excited. You know, like, like, uh, if you expect to be disappointed, you know, you won't be let down later. But yep. then Cags is just like hyping it up, kind of personally himself on his own Facebook. Like he's so excited about it, and that makes me excited. Which t- t- tells yeah, me a lot yeah. when he's excited. Um, but so Masters is happening over there. They just had uh, an event with Ice Wind taking that one, mm-hmm. and Ice Wind is um, definitely one of the ones that was coming out of the gate. This set. We I was talking about this a little bit mm-hmm. on the local last week um, because we had Ice Wind take it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was this week. I think last week, maybe two weeks ago. But Ice Wind took it recently. Yeah. Um, and then Icewind won Masters, but at the beginning of the set, it's like you see Sid Hayes and you see um, Melvian, mm-hmm. and you're just like, okay, how could this not be insane? It's obviously going to be strong. Yes. But then there was definitely a little bit of like people trying to like either they were like still messing with it or mm-hmm. they weren't quite there yet because for the first few weeks it was totally quiet on the Icewind front, mm-hmm. at least in the weekly. Uh, my locals and stuff like that. We weren't. There weren't a lot of people trying Icewind. There's still Mono Wind Stormers out there. Oh yeah. Um, but Icewind didn't quite like click yet. And then now it's definitely been. It found its stride. Um, and I think uh, what happened. I think a lot of people were kind of getting hung up on like barrel eye type stuff. And now yeah. you see new Icewind. Just like you just cut all that crap out. There's yep. no barrel eye stuff anymore. Like that's not your crazy thing you do anymore your crazy thing you do is now Sid Hayes you just kind of swap one uh three CP duel for another here exactly and yeah it's like that deck gets out of control pretty quick it's uh it's very powerful and we saw that as not only did it win the Masters event but it also won Xanarkin it sure did that's so, uh, that's two wins out of the three we're gonna be yeah, talking about and, and locals last night too but you know that's a whole oh, one locals oh that's yeah, right yeah, it was Mike, um, Mike Powell yeah. beat me in the finals with uh, Icewind yeah um, it got to a point where it's like the last turn and he's doing this stuff and I just go, brother, show me Zidane. He goes, uh, well, I have Zidane. I was like, no, just show me the card. And he turns around like, okay, good game. Yeah. I'm like, please don't take like the 10 minute turn that like Icewind is going to take, you yeah. know, to get to, I'm just like, just show it to me. Then I know at the end of the turn I lose. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was a close one. We had a good game. Um, I had a lot of great games with him this weekend. It was a lot of fun yeah. to get to spend uh, so much. I mean, that's the one thing I like about our winter box and our double header days mm-hmm. is it is just a chock full day of jamming, slamming and jamming. Mm-hmm. But um, so yeah, Xanderkind uh, is actually next up on our news we want to talk about before I jump ahead to the winter box or locals. Yeah. So Xanderkind three, three, yeah, run by Rainy. Rainy is such a cool member of the community. Sleepy Rain Dog. Um, putting on these awesome online events, these Xanderkin events for players to play in and enjoy mm-hmm. that are big time, Chris. I mean, these are like Crystal Cup size events. Yeah. Um, speaking of, this one had 115 players. And uh, I, I know not Rainy doesn't get all credit here, of course. Um, there are plenty of other people helping out, but I gotta give big shout outs to Matt Rice and to Yo for mm-hmm. both. Um, really kind of stepping in as, as kind of like the head of the, the TO and the judge type yeah. roles there 
and just getting those teams organized and helping everything get set up and run smoothly. And there were so many other people like judging and, and doing commentary and helping out. Um, and I, I wish that I could have tuned in more and been a stream monster or helped out myself. Um, but I was I was in the mountains of North Carolina, Chris, being a mountain man. Uh, I <laughs> the was brawny a, man. Yeah, I was the brawny man for the weekend. Um, I was tuning in when I could. I was checking in on the the boys, you know, typing in the discords for updates and stuff like that. Well, John, you had all day to tune in because it was a long one. It was it, it was, was a, a long, long one. one. Well, they started at noon yeah. Eastern mm-hmm. and they did it all in one day, which was a little bit wild, an and crazy to me. Um, it's just a lot to ask people to eat three meals in front of their computer, essentially, you know, but... Because um, it was, what, how many rounds? Eight? Yeah, Seven eight, or rounds, eight? eight rounds of... Or, what was it? Nine? With 115 players, nine. Nine. eight eight. rounds of Swiss and top 16, I think yeah. they did, so... Mm-hmm. Um, but all in all, I heard nothing but great things. Mm-hmm. Um, seems like it was a lot of fun by everybody who played in it. It seemed like every time I tuned in, uh, the casting team was having a lot of fun with it. And I know that that's a, that's a lot of hard work running something like that. And mm-hmm. it seems like it went about as well as something like that can go. So, uh, really, really awesome event. Can't wait for the next one. Xanarkin 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, congratulations to Francis. He took that one with Ice Wind. Yeah. I believe Francis is a player from uh, overseas in Europe. So, I'm sorry about that shipping cost, Rainy. But um, Got him. that's one of the cool things about these online events is like, you know, it's almost like a world where you get to pit people from around the world against each other in a, yeah. in a way that they don't ever get to play against each other otherwise. So, yeah. well, speaking um, of shipping costs, three of the top four are well, overseas. Oh, yes. oh yeah. boy. So, so you got, yeah. Uh, second place was JFB. It was uh, great to see him back. So cool to see him back with Mono Water. And his was a Mono Water deck that you can actually watch. Um, there was a stream Matt Rice did with him mm-hmm. yesterday. While we were uh, slamming oh, nice. and jamming, they had a stream where JFB kind of broke down his deck and went over it. Uh, mm-hmm. His had like a couple of that new one CP light card in it, mm-hmm. and um, I think he only had like eight back. El- Elsa is what it is. El- no, what is it? I, uh, uh, is it, it. Elena? Elena? Why did I say Elsa? <laughs> I, it Letting? is Elena. Elena. Yeah. Elena okay. FFB. I said Elsa. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he had eight backups and Elena, and was just kind of like you know, just kind uh, of a rogues gallery of. Yeah, otherwise, you know, pretty mono-water, mono-watery yeah. stuff. But, um, yeah, some some of his own, like... And I think this is something... We'll talk about this in a bit. Um, mono-water right now. Basically, mono-water has this direction of, like, yo, here's Leviathan, here's, an, like, the, the Ash and the Lena, mm-hmm. right? So, Leviathan I brought up because Lena, obviously, the, the best combo into mm-hmm. is Leviathan... And Lena Leviathan is now this new uh, Cagnazzo Lena, feeling. Lena, 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 Lena Leviathan. <laughs> <laughs> Game's <laughs> over. <laughs> Game's over. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Um, but yeah, so Lena Leviathan is... Uh, if it's for free, <laughs> it is for me. Oh my goodness! Maybe we'll end this one with another cover. No. Oh uh, baby! <laughs> but Lena Leviathan's the new Cag, you know, um, Cagnazzo wipe, the new Cag Scholar combo here, and it just is in a way that it is like it's going to happen in every late game mono water game. It's going to happen. Your opponent knows it's going to happen. You know your opponent knows it's going to happen. Your opponent knows you know that your opponent knows. <laughs> you it's know that happen. I know that you, you know. know. So it's one of those, but like it happens anyway. Run it. Run it, you know. Run from it. Dread it. Run from it. It still arrives. It's, it's there. It arrives. So um, it's definitely been like 
one of those decks that is malleable. You know, as long as you're playing those yeah. bomb pieces and you have good consistent ways to set up and to get to them and to make the most out of them, well, your deck is probably going to be um, pretty good for well, mono water decks. So this... and, and I do love just you know to kind of harp on mono water because you know you're seeing a lot of these monster variations and John. If I'm not playing old reliable, Mono Water Monsters has always been a place where I've hung my hat. Um, and I say that, like, you know, when I say Mono Water Monsters, I don't mean, like, super dedicated to monsters. There's a monster package, obviously, back in, like, the Opus, like, six days. Yeah. Uh, the Mastery like, version that we had. Like, like when you play Wind and you put in two Typhon, it's like, that's not a monster package. I mean, I exactly. guess nowadays Wind has, like, two Atomos, two Typhon, and, like, some Ochus or something like that. And even in, like, a Cerberus. And I would say even that even though it's pretty monster-heavy, doesn't quite feel like the full monster package because right. really they're all just there because they also right like help the... They service the Storm deck. There are like artifacts, some of them. Exactly. They they're definitely fill that role, whereas the monsters in Mono Water actually serve as like pressure pieces and they're probably going to close the game out, which obviously Blue Worm is really good at that. And I like the fact that, you know, once Mastery got banned, that deck just kind of went away like which which hurt because i really really enjoyed that's probably one of the decks i had the most fun playing since i've been such playing a cool this deck. game i thought that was, that was like it was a really neat new archetype like you know when a deck just comes along and just plays different than everything that's yes. currently out there so that was like hey right now nothing that we're playing is like a bounce them and kill them while they're while you bounce them yeah. deck and it was really cool that that was um that was viable and i think that if decks like that were the only place where like Mashri and stern were that they wouldn't have been a problem. I think yeah. they were just a problem for other reasons. But like yeah. that, um, I think that that deck was really cool. I thought yeah. that was just like a neat deck that that existed, and it was an unfortunate um, mm-hmm. victim of the the Mastery ban. Yep. But then we get this kind of new evolution. I mean, and there's clearly a bunch of different flavors. You know, the one you played, this one, the the wild one that was in Japan there. Like, honestly, um, I don't know if any two of them are, are the same. Right. It's like, you know, they're 40 cards the same, mm-hmm. but the difference is huge sometimes in those. Exactly. But like it's also the, season to taste, like personal flavors. In 100%. 100%. But the big thing here is we, we got these new water pieces in this set. Lena and Ash. That, that card's cracked. That card is cracked as fuck ash is like there's a couple things about ash that are just so important yes. water has historically had an issue with a 9k natural body like there's not a lot of them in the color um no more now there's actually quite a few that you'll get down in your game because leviathan's mm-hmm. coming down so easily but ash ash ends up being you know water has always been one of the best decks building its backups mm-hmm. so ash comes down as like a at the most, a three cost that kills like their two drop, but yeah. usually is coming down as like a two or a one drop that kills their four or five plus drop. Yeah, and like that's already nuts, right? Like mm-hmm. just playing a one or two cost card that kills a four plus cost card is great value. And then on top of that, she's a beater. She's a nine k. She stops plenty of attacks, mm-hmm. and they don't want to remove it because you get to play it again, and you're even incentivized. You attack with it. Right, they usually can't block it, or it's a trade. You're happy to trade because you play another ash that removes another one of the things, and the problem's back. Mm-hmm. Or they don't block the ash, you get the damage, in, and then you bounce the damn thing back to your hand because you can play it for one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I've never been happier to bounce a big water beater back from my hand than I ever yeah. have been with ash because you're not paying that big beater premium. Yeah. Um, but I mean, so that's that's what brings water up into. You're gonna hear us talk a lot about it, obviously, because that was um, my choice for the weekend, and, mm-hmm. and I want to kind of put a pin in that. 
And yeah. remember all this lovely water discourse, and we'll get back into that in a bit. Yep. Um, just rounding out the Xanderkin top four, then Irving was third on Ice Lightning. So Ice Lightning is another one where... Got um, a lot of new tools. Ice Lightning got... Every new duel was just like, oh, hey, this is great with all the things that Ice Lightning is trying to do. Yeah. Like, they're just these really strong four-drop guys mm-hmm. with a lot of great text. Mm-hmm. Sephiroth is an incredible card. Lightning is a very strong card. And they both are like, hey, Al Cid. Like, they're like Al Cid's old college buddies. Like, mm-hmm. you know when, like, like Teddy Roosevelt just went around and literally recruited all of his old Ivy like League college buddies. buddies? Yeah, and then created the Rough Riders. Mm-hmm. That, dude, Ice Lightning is the Rough Al Riders. Cid's Rough Al Cid's Rough Riders. Al Cid's, Cid's, the episode. Al Cid's <laughs> Rough Riders, dude. I love it. He's out there and he's like, hey, Sephiroth, I'm putting together a team. And Sephiroth, <laughs> you son of a bitch, I'm in. And he goes, hey, Lightning, I'm putting together a team. Like, oh, you son of a bitch. I'm Al in. Cid, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. And, and he's just getting his whole squad together. He's like, Weiss. And Weiss is like, yeah, man. Weiss is like, boys! And then Restrictor and Nero come out of the bag and they're like, hey, what's up, boss? What can we do for you? What he's can like, we do for you, he's boss? Like, we're going with Teddy. <laughs> we're going with Al. <laughs> we're, go- we're going with Teddy. I need my Teddy Roosevelt, Al Sid, all art. <laughs> you can call me Al. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good oh, one, too. Oh, man. But so, so yeah, it's just <laughs> Al Sid and his Rough Riders. Uh, are coming in and just they're and that's the thing too is they're coming in there they're riding on in go woo woo getting all rowdy howdy bang tooting, bang what's the bang hang? bang what's the hang all rooting tooting hollering they come in and then as quickly as they arrive they're gone mm-hmm. and either they won or they got the out of there those are the, like mm-hmm. and so ice lightning you know it's got a lot of uh, a lot of the kind of upfront. Like, everything's packed into the first third of your yeah. match, right? An Ice Lightning player is never seeing the last card of their deck. You know, you're not milling out an Ice Lightning no, game. not at all. Um, so you've got these really cool situations where it's like, oh, Al Cid can play these powerful four drops. They're also just good all the time. Yeah. Since Al Cid is such an important part of Ice Lightning, and Ice Lightning is such an aggro deck, Ice Lightning doesn't want to build backups. So being able to build two backups, on, and they're both different colors, now you have two different... Backups that search the other color backup in Ice Lightning yeah, that are all you've got, EXs. What, the Restrictor and Nero. Restrictor and Nero and, and Reeve and Sith. Yeah, that's so with really all good. That, yeah, with all of that, it's like, oh, I can consistently. And three of them are burst, by the way. Yeah, which is I also can great. consistently get my two colors down with mm-hmm. less backups. Yeah. And then play off those even cost guys. And then it's like, okay, Alcid is mm-hmm. four. Sephiroth is four. Lightning is four. And the fact that their duel almost never even gets in your way. Yep. Um, and I think it's a really cool deck, and Ice Lightning is something that a lot of players are drawn to, especially yeah. new players. I don't know what it is, but they're just naturally drawn to Ice Lightning as mm-hmm. an element combination. Well, well it's pretty good, to look at. Good news, the time is now. Um, Ice Lightning Better than did, it's ever been. Yeah, Ice Lightning did just take, um, it took our weekly last week. So while Ice Wind won this Masters event, and Ice Lightning was third with Irving, um, you know... As we always say in this game, you know, depending on the tournament, depending on the player, depending on the day, mm-hmm. you know, I have a hard time saying something's the best deck. The, the results are usually so interchangeable. Yeah. Um, in our weekly, just last week, Ice Lightning took it over Ice Wind. So yeah. you know, it's it's a uh, it's all in there. Who knows? Sometimes that uh, that early aggression, keeping down their key pieces, just gets you in there before they get a chance to, to yeah. get crazy. They see the removal piece too late, and you've already put them at like six. <laughs> but love seeing the American Muscle uh, representing America as the only. <laughs> Which the is only so US funny because he was like, I just was doing this on a whim. He was like, I was really <laughs> hoping to lose so I could start drinking. <laughs> he he wanted like, to go O2 drop a drink. Yeah, and he was like, 14 hours later, <laughs> I'm in top four. I was like, damn. Um, and then Rob Meadows uh, got fourth with Mono Win. So yeah, the little, you know, that's the normal like good storm player, kind good, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, good player, good deck. That's right. Um, we love you, Rob. 
So yeah, Xanderkin was was um, a good time. Congrats again to Francis, and um, it was just a you know not only a great way to kick off the year, dude. The off season, more like the on season, am I right? Yeah, we got all this, hey, yeah, hey, hey, got all this action going on. Uh, it's it's only, great. We've jammed a lot in the first two weeks of the year. Yeah, we're literally two weeks in. We're we're half a month into 2023, and we've had a Crystal Cup size online event. Yeah. Um, We've had uh, our own, you know, local Winnebox stuff firing off, mm-hmm. and um, and here we are recording that first cast. We've got new stuff coming out for Octagon. Chris, I'm so excited for 2023, dude. It's, it's I'm excited to be excited. I have been. Um, yeah, but that's that's really it for news. We kind of have a dual main topic today. Yeah, because um, you know, well, one will roll into the other. I think exactly because we've got our Winnebox that uh, happened yesterday. Just you know, North Carolina game theory always a great place for. Competitive play, You've, you know, it's everyone. Everyone has been out here. Like you, you know, the quality. We got everybody from new players up to to former world's team. Players. We've had a lot like, of new players in between, too, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah, dude. When I was, I there was like three or four people that I didn't recognize, but there were also a lot of absent face. Obviously, there was you know mm-hmm. a, a COVID thing, so people were playing it safe. And I know the foreman, you know, had some prior obligations. Mm-hmm. Which you know, I get it. Yeah. I would much rather people be safe than sorry. Yeah. Last um, week um, at locals, there was just like some people COVID got scare. sick. Yeah. So, but like a lot of us weren't actually there last week, so it was kind of like we just like the A team was there last week, and the B team took over this week. Exactly. <laughs> you know. But that's cool. The fact yeah. that there's these new faces, you got people that are learning. There was mm-hmm. uh, this new guy who had like the Transformers comics, and like you could definitely tell he was still super, super new because mm-hmm. I, I, every match he was in like amethyst was doing a really good job of like this is how this works you're doing this like so it was really really cool and obviously it was cool to see amethyst and mike Powell there amethyst was such a great ambassador for the game yesterday yes. can i tell you she she was like she, not that she's ever not but she's so patient all the yes. time but she had like like multiple new players mm-hmm. and she was just like guiding them through their yeah, game she played against and like Sid too. Yeah, yeah 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 she Sydney, played against yeah. Sydney yeah but the one of the new players she was like okay no so you're gonna want to do this and you're gonna want to and she will like help you destroy her to make yeah. sure that you understand what's going on and you're doing the right thing yeah. you know so it's like um I noticed multiple times her being like really cool to new players yeah. here so and then that's part of it too is why I think this game in general um, we always talk about it, how good the community is in this game, but it just means like when you're a new player and you come in, we are so welcome. We're so excited to see you. Please don't leave. Yeah, exactly. Please don't leave. Please don't leave. Um, no, but yeah, we've had a lot of new players locally, and it's so exciting to see. So especially when they don't just show up for locals, but they come out to something like the Win a Box. You know, they they want to yeah. test their might and get better, level up. So exactly. Um, for the Win a Box, Chris, we had you down for the weekend. Yeah, you got a holiday weekend this weekend. I did. So. Uh, yeah, I just. So I'm working a new work. I got a new work schedule for the next couple mm-hmm. weeks because we're doing some new product training, things like that. So my I'm normally off. I work Sunday through Wednesday. I'm normally off Thursday, Friday, Saturday, which is why normally I can't stick around after yeah. locals. I usually have to head back. But you because, get your bites and then you hit the road. Exactly, yeah. I hit my bites. I hit the road. But because of the way my schedule is right now, I'm off Friday, Saturday, and like randomly Monday. Yeah. So I was just like, well, fuck this. During this training, I'm just going to take every Sunday off and make big weekends out of it. So you know, we had this winter box coming up. So came down Friday, which. We, you know, obviously you and I had to meet about some things. I was going to recently ride down with Curtis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it was like, well, and John was like, damn, I really want to spend Friday to, like, prep. And prep we did. Oh, I'll tell you, I needed it, and I'm glad we did. <laughs> yeah, because we, we did some, a lot of tweaking, a lot of, uh, you know, which, again, I'm glad you ended up taking the whole thing. Because, um, yeah. you know, we had... Me too. <laughs> do I? Yeah, yeah, me too. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad, glad the box came back to the house. Yes, yes. Because um, my, my day was... 
I like you. Know, we were we were on opposite ends of this tournament. Yeah, absolutely. I, we, we first took, and last. We bookended it. Yeah, yeah we definitely sure. bookended this thing. <laughs> yeah, literally first and last. Yeah, because I first did the, to drop. Yeah. I did the O two drop. I I did not have a good day of cards. It was not my day. Both of and I'll just, I played Fire Ice FF six, which for the last month has been all I've been playing, and it has performed incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Not just was not my weekend. It was. Wasn't, it wasn't feeling it. Yeah, and I think it's um. I think Chris, a little bit of it is that like you had as as we call it old reliable, right? Yep. You had the deck that is like polished from the last set, mm-hmm. always stronger at the beginning of the set, mm-hmm. and then people start to really click in on what's strong with the new stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, there's always that moment, and it happens to all of us. It happened, God knows, it happened to me playing as I reach oh. over. If this doesn't tell you enough, it happened to me playing Garnet. Oh yeah, it happened to you me playing Garnet so many times where you're like. You only realize it's time to stop playing it for now when you just get beat so many times you can't just fight anymore. You're like, all right, something's changed. Like something in the formula, something in the sauce has changed. It's time to put this one on the shelf for now. Yep. And uh, we'll be back, maybe. Sorry, Garnet. Yeah, and I, and I think that's what it is. That you know, we're playing against a lot of these new cards, and there's just they're just outclassed. Like, and here's the thing, but but deck. also to be fair, a lot my games were non games because I just. My mul- my opening hands were bad, and my mulligans were even worse. Like I'd get to a point where it's like I've got the Edgar in my hand, and it's just all light blue cards, oh, and I yeah. continue to just draw light blue cards, and it's like the same. Like I, I drew like all three of my banana sids, all three of my setsers, all like three of my locks when lock was just not the play. Well, like, I think you're highlighting just real like... bad. Like, here's the difference, and it's like so funny because it's like the bookend of um of consistency styles of deck. Too, yeah, because right? we bring up ice lightning as a great counterpoint for this. Yeah, so ice lightning is literally a similar strategy where uh, mm-hmm. it's an aggro strategy that mm-hmm. wants to play off few backups, but all of their backups now they have two different backup things to search each other, and Hurdy mm-hmm. Mont Blanc does not count. No. Because it works in one direction and it doesn't technically discount it. It's like, it's a little weird. I mean, Hurdy's a great card. Mont Blanc is like real sketchy because yeah. Hurdy's the one you always get down first. And one then you get the dead Mont Blanc. Counteract because you want the six backups down yeah. so you can start yeah. managing the resource. Or well, that's the, the thing too is the, all the six, all the fire stuff wants you to have more six stuff. So mm-hmm. it's like, um, I think, yeah, it, it's tricky because look at Mono Water and it's like, okay, I've got my backup that searches the backup. Also, uh, I have a summon that just finds me to whatever the fuck I want pieces. So it's like, that's just like so consistent. Meanwhile, you're talking about like that struggle you're experiencing is because there's nothing in this element combo that's mm-hmm. like, oh, hey, go fix this for yourself. Yep. Or like, you don't get go to. find another thing or tap, you know, easily tap for both colors. Or so. It's just like, it's so messy. It just is really yeah, what it, it is. It just doesn't exist. And it's like, yeah, you can draw things in an order where it's like really powerful, and but like, when you can't make your worst start better, or you can't, you know, like a lot of other decks have really good ways to mitigate their worst. Yeah, starts. if you have a bad start, you're just you and, might as well just hang it up. Yeah, it, which it's is just, what happened. Um, Two rounds in a row. Yeah, and that's stuff in a in a world where we're best of one. Yep. So, like in hindsight, I probably should have played Ice Lightning because that's the other deck that's always been on my radar. Dude, this Curtis set, but... was so close to ranching me. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have exactly. Yep. the stuff I had, I couldn't have stabilized in that game. He was playing Ice Lightning, and uh, Curtis had, was like one of the early adapters of some crazy Ice Lightning. Remember back in like eight, Opus Eight, he was mm-hmm. playing like the FFL yeah. variant of Ice Lightning, where like had the uh, Sid FFL, and like when you played dudes that were FFL, you'd freeze their guys. Yep. And, like, dude, 
Yeah, so Curtis is... When I see Curtis on isolating, I immediately respect that shit. Yeah. It's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was a little bit worried there, but it's... Um, Lena Leviathan, dude. Ice Lightning can't do anything about it. Yeah, it's true. Like, uh, like the average Ice Lightning deck packs no answer for Lena Leviathan. So yeah, the only thing you have to get to Lena Leviathan. You have to have Edward to just remove it. Yeah, you have to have Edward. Um, you have to have Edward. You have to have Edward early, mm-hmm. and they have to pitch the Leviathan early because once they play Lena, you can't remove it. Yep. So it's exactly. like it's um like it's, you, once you see Ice Lightning, you just know you have to be smart about when you pitch your Leviathan. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And honestly, against Curtis, he um, he went first. He didn't know what I was playing, and his turn one was like, pitch Edward, play some other two-drop ice backup. That was, like, not wrong, mm-hmm. but then I immediately played blue cards, and he's like, you know, like, goddammit. Um, but yeah, so so ice lighting, I think, would have been a good call. Um, what we Alex and I were looking at some decks, and I went into this event with a couple of things in mind. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, I always I observe games. I've, watched, I've been watching a couple different... Variants of a couple different things, and I've had a couple things built myself. Um, and I've always been, again, as I reach over and pull out my literal still sleeved, you know, mm-hmm. 20, 2018 deck, mm-hmm. um, I love Mono Water. Mono Water has always been one of my favorites. Not that I ever would call myself one of those, like, I'm a Mono Water player, because mm-hmm. I'll play it all. I, I'll play any deck. But um, I just like drawing cards. I'm addicted to drawing cards. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I play card games. So, you know, hello, my name is John. I'm addicted to cardboard. I love sick peels off the top. I love sick rips off the top. I love flicking, shuffling, playing, turning, picking up, bopping, bopping, zop, bop it, twist it. No, I, I love, you know, mono water. So um, when Ash, literally, I think Ash was revealed, or we saw the Ash, and I was just like, Okay. They like immediately know this is insane and Mono Water's back, right? Yep. Um and then Lena And they showed like, the Lena, it's yeah, like, well <laughs> the icing on the cake, yeah. So um Ash and Lena bring Mono Water right back up and then there's a lot of room for personal seasoning. And to me, Leviathan was a card I was getting lower and lower on before mm-hmm. this set. Yeah. Because Leviathan Nine's is a nine, big ask. Dude, nine. Nine CP you cast it, and it's usually like a, well, I need this to work. You know, normally Leviathan's supposed to be like your emergency button or you're out. Or, yeah, it's a spray and yeah, man. And you do it, and then it's like, I really hope they don't have anything to kill Leviathan right now or I lose, right? Or like anything mm-hmm. they can do about it because I just invested so much in this. I can't afford for this to not yep. work. But now you play Leviathan for three. Mm-hmm. So it's actually very affordable to play Leviathan. And what that means is like you can invest in a way to make leviathan leviathan's just so much more consistent now because sahagan chief sahagan chief is my mvp card the absolute mvp card of yesterday more than ash more than lena i mean he's definitely mvp because of these new cards as well but sahagan chief man um i went into this i was like hey i want to play a mono water variant but here's what i want in my mono water variant i want a lot of monsters Mm -hmm. because there's very little monster interaction right now and I can just keep investing into my board, mm-hmm. and they can't take it away from me. So, like an ice lightning deck, or like ice wind, and those kinds of like ice wind actually has lock, and they can get some of those monsters. But also, I'm I'm kind of happy to almost use that one trigger from lock because if they hit one of my blue worms or my troves or something like that, they're not hitting my hand or dull freezing yep. two characters. But that you know that that's a pretty close matchup. But that mm-hmm. can go. There's a lot more to that. But I wanted a lot of monsters. Mm-hmm. I wanted to feel that feeling 
like the old mono water or the old mono water, but the the Titus deck with Montreux, yeah. where is I have three blue worms in play, whereas, and those three blue worms are going to deal those less. That's what I wanted to feel exactly. Yeah. And, and we're talking about you know how Lena really gives your break zone a whole new life, kind of replacing mm-hmm. what Montreux mm-hmm. was doing. It, yeah, doing honestly, yeah. Like previous... I'm still gonna. Yeah, you're right. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That parallel. You're like I'm. It's the same thing where you're paying for Leviathan. Mm-hmm. Without paying for it, exactly. it's strong in the same way, right? Yep. It's totally "quote unquote" free. Yep. Um, so you Lena, you get the Leviathan out, and if you have the Sahagan Chief down, even if they have an answer to Leviathan, you're like, well, cool. In response, I'll just Chief, and the Leviathan happens anyway. And if they don't have an answer to the Leviathan, you have a Chief that's like locked and loaded. That means that Leviathan just happens again whenever I want. Yep. And the cool thing is like Lena brings in Leviathan from the break zone. So if I have to Chief Leviathan back to my hand, I still get a kill. And then I have Leviathan next turn. Mm-hmm. So like they had to do their thing to try to stop Leviathan. And I will do it to them next turn. Yep. So it's just like this. Yeah, that first one didn't shore up the game. The second one sure. Yeah, it's that redundancy. It's a, We love the word. It's the inevitability. And it's chock full of it. Because mm-hmm. Sahagan Chief with three counters on it, that's inevitability. Blue Worms in play. Mm-hmm. It's inevitability. The 12 cards in my discard pile and Leviathan winking at you from the break zone is inevitability. Yep. You know, those things are so good. And then just like Ash, Sildra, and the 1CP Geomancer backup. Man, mm-hmm. if I had a dollar for every time yesterday that I was like, I need to remove this threat, and then I would Sildra for the 1CP Geomancer and Ash because the 1CP Geomancer was just That's enough so to like good. to make Ash do more... And for me to still be able to afford the ash. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, I'd get a unit down early and I'd play, I'd have four backups and it's like, oh, I need to get my 10k ash here. Um, I think it was like a soul FFB or something. It's like, I'll soldier off three, I'll get the uh, the one CP backup guy, I'll do him, I'll play ash. It was just like a lot of little, um, mm-hmm. a lot of little ways where like, I didn't have to spend too many extra cards to get that extra backup down and get the ash down because she's so cheap. Yeah. Um, you're, you're you're just moving your game state forward for so little. Yeah, and the other thing about Geomancer, um, somebody actually asked me. They're like, "Oh, why do you play the Geomancer?" And they're just because you guys are doing Leo stuff. You know, like there's no. one copy of Leo in my deck, and it just happens to be because I'm running one through mm-hmm. six, and I want some. Uh, and I've actually resolved them quite a few times, but I just want like more um, variety in what I can do once I'm set up. So. Um, yeah, and Geomancer is just not a dead card after you hit five. Well, yeah, either. basically Geomancer means like once my backups are set up, uh, it's not a dead draw. It mm-hmm. becomes the next thing, and Geomancer accelerates the number of cards in my break zone for mm-hmm. Lena. There's also a number of times where had I not been able to pitch two cards for Soldra and then get Geomancer and a card like like the Lena, and then I would need to be able to pay for Lena, but I also need to get like one more card in my discard pile, and you can't just discard cards for no reason. But you can, if it's a Geomancer, because you just pay one and then discard it and then draw a card. Exactly. And then you're like, okay, perfect. Now I have exactly 12 cards in my discard pile with, uh, and then this Leviathan. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, that was a lot of fun. We we decided basically, I want I want all the inevitability of like Sahaga Chiefs on the board. Mm-hmm. I want um, Blue Worms on the board. I want, you know, obviously Lena and Ash are going to be in the deck, um, you know. The summons are, I think, a big debate between a lot of different people. Um, we wound up going with three Sildra, 
two of the Opus 8 Leviathan that reduces something's power by 1,000 for each card you have in play. Uh, yeah, we one of our first things we decided after the event was to put that up to three yeah. because that card is uh, is so strong uh, as removal, but especially when you're just like filling your board with these like monsters and stuff like that, and if you know, and if the unit is down, like a two CP just kill that thing. Power loss is very difficult for people to to play around or to to get out of as a way to kill something. Um, so yeah, that Leviathan was incredible. Um, we played two of the Leviathan that reduces damage but prevents guys from being targeted by abilities, draws mm-hmm. a card. Um, also, crazy good. It worked in so many situations for us. And then um, we actually cut the 6 CP Leviathan, the EX Leviathan that gets a water guy back, that sends mm-hmm. a guy back to hand. Um, a lot of people are really high on the Opus 14 Leviathan. I just felt like I never, ever wanted to cast it ever. And um, so I cut it. Yeah, like it, it's one of those cards, man. It's a great yeah. You feel like a fucking genius when you hit it on ex burst, but then when it just kind of sits in your hand, it's like, and there's not a lot of great situations where even paying five for that thing with the unit discount, you're just like, I feel like especially right now with mono water, you can do so much more for five CP. Yeah, well, I don't need this five CP thing to return one of their guys yeah. to their hand. And like, what's weird about this is like a lot of times I have trouble finding a second mode I want to do on yeah. this, and for how much it costs, that's weird. Yeah. Um, then there's the, um, the new Leviathan that cancels auto abilities. So we had two of that in the deck. We were testing, 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 testing. And in every single game I played, I just discarded it. Yeah. But I always played Soldier and the other Leviathan. So I was just like, okay, well, if I play Soldier every game and I never play this other summon, I had two Soldier. I went up to three. Mm-hmm. One of the best things I could have done. Yeah. I mean, Soldier is just so good in this deck. Um, but it was just like, I didn't really feel like I missed it. A lot of my opponents were playing around it funnily enough. Um, like, oh man, if you have that, it blows me out. I'm like, mm, yeah, maybe. Um, but I didn't feel the need for it, and I didn't feel the, the absence of it mm-hmm. um, in the deck. So, I don't know, we, we really enjoyed it. I played a ton of games on Friday with you, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it a lot, and I was like, yeah, I'm definitely taking this. I found um, a place where I really liked the deck, like a, a good balance of you know, monsters forward, summons mm-hmm. different things to do. And then, um, what's funny is my roommate, you know, watching us play all the games, he's just like, yeah, that actually looks kind of fun. I'm going to, I'm going to try that too. Jam mm-hmm. the mono water together. And I think y'all played a couple cards difference. Nothing. Just a, like maybe like five or less. Yeah. Um, like two or three. I oh think, yeah. Right? And then the one, the star of the show, I guess not really the star of the show, but certainly in the deck list, um, the Opus to the Emperor. Dark Emperor. He fucking did work, like because that he was always kind of a mainstay in like mono water monster builds because he just you know him backed up by like Cleon was just always such a just such a beater and there there and, are and, a um, lot of Adamantois. yeah and then Leviathan that prevents damage from him a bit but like yeah there's, right. there's ways to kind of protect him a bit that's what I'm saying like you know he's definitely a card that he's he's about as vanilla as the fucking day is long yeah. but when in a shell like this where you have so many avenues for protection. He sh- and he sh- you know we we do live in an auto ability world, mm-hmm. but think of how yeah. many relevant action abilities are out there right now. It's depending that- on what deck I was playing against. Some of them he wasn't going to do anything against at all, but mm-hmm. some of them it was like, yeah. especially when Alex and I played the mirror. <laughs> yeah, the the mono water monster mirror. Oh my god, it's like you can't Lena, so you have to get rid of the emperor so you can Lena. You can't but break half any the ways, of your fucking monsters. As we say, half the ways you get rid of things are like with your monsters. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't Tros, I couldn't Sahagan Chief. 
I couldn't block with a blue worm. Mm-hmm. So then I had to play Emperor so he couldn't block with a blue worm. It was um it was really funny. Yeah. But yeah, I mean and yeah, Emperor, like you say, he's so vanilla that like um the best feeling plays were like I Leoed and he would be there and I'd be like, Oh sick, yeah, I'll just get the Emperor yeah. off this guy. And you could also get him back off the Alphanod too. Yeah, Alphanod can play him which from is the huge. discard pile, yeah. And like the other thing too is the fact that this deck also has a lot of outlets to if you don't if you realize you're in the match you don't need it I'll just play Gordon discard mm-hmm. it I'll Alpha not I'll discard in my it. top four against uh, Mike I had two hands where I opened with like Sildra or not Sildra uh, Sarah and something else you're like okay well this is just a good start technically because I'm gonna get to three backups yep. and the Emperor was in my hand I was like well I just keep this right because the Emperor is the card I'm gonna get rid of with Gordon and yep. I did it in both games yeah. <laughs> against the uh, Ice Earth in top four but yeah that was um. So that's why we took Mono Water. You took Old Reliable, uh, Fire Ice. Yeah. And then we had, um, you know, in Swiss rounds, I lost one game to Guardians because... I it mean, was it, round one. I, oh, I, uh, yeah, and, and he literally just goes like... Um, the stuff. Turn one. He's turn one. Waka. I'm like, oh, God. Not even a backup. Like, Waka. All right. And then it's like, Waka, pitch a card from hand, play Titus because he's only two. Oh, no. Oh, God. All right. I'll go get... Orin. <laughs> I'm like, okay, just Orin with this. All right, so three, four, and it's like, uh, Orin pitch something pitch Yuna. It's like gets Orin. I'm like, oh no. Well, I'm just dead. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, and then I like, I basically cloud of darkness the board, the cloud of darkness backup. Um, he keeps the Waka, and then it's like Yuna, get back Orin. I'm like, yeah, it's like, like I lost so quick. It was it was really tough. I needed um, I needed an early Ash. To like be able to shrink the Waka, I think like he hit me in the first damage, and it was the um, the Leviathan that's minus one for each character, and I only had two backups in play. No, so like no. he hits me, and it's like EX. Okay, well minus two on Waka, and he hits me in the second damage is the same Leviathan EX again, and that's both of them because I play two in the deck. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, well that's also like I can kill Waka with only five characters and play with that summon, so that's important too because I can't play a forward until I kill Waka basically yeah. unless it's Ash. Um, and then it's just like okay, well they're they both went, and I can pick Waka both times. He's just minus four, so he's still alive. Yeah. And it's like, oh, or I had to pick uh, Orin both times. Oh, either yeah. way, Either way, he's still, like, minus four and didn't even die. And, yeah, I just so I got steamrolled by that. Um, and then went out the rest of my games. Um, I played against... What did I play against? I played against Ice Lightning. I played against... Um... Goodness gracious. I've lost it. I don't know. I remember all my... I mean, you know, top Cut, easy. Um, top Cut, I played Mike Powell. Ice Earth. Ice Earth in top four. And then, and then I played against Hunter on Monofire Magissa in the mm-hmm. finals. And that went to game three. Um, very close. And um, the Emperor got so in my way in game two. And Hunter blew up in my face. And I lost so fast. I was so tilted that I almost threw game three when I started with him in my hand again after mulling. And I was like, God damn the emperor is so annoying in this situation um he hadn't been as good for me during the day as i had wanted or as he had been in testing and i was sitting there i think i literally turned to alex and i was like god damn it alex like like fuck you for making me put this card in my deck um and then in that game three in the finals i'm in a situation where i'm like i kind of just have to yolo this emperor onto the board and hope it messes up his magista because he had braska down mm-hmm. and um it did for like two or three turns he just didn't draw the enough. summon he needed to kill emperor so he couldn't use braska or magista 
and I was like, okay, thank God. And I like start to get some stuff down, and um, and we got there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, we got that box. Um, very cool. Loved the mono water deck. Um, I'm gonna try to get the list from the other guys, and we'll post that stuff somewhere, or um, I'll post mine on like our our Facebook page or something like that. Um, well, I was gonna say my uh, my biggest highlight of the day outside of uh, going next door to drink is I finally got to sail the Grand Line. Oh and play yeah, some, play some One Piece with Sergio. That's literally. What? Because Sergio made top fours while on Mono Water. Mm-hmm. Once he was done, he like messages me and says it's One Piece time. So I, I finish my beer, I run back, and me and him just jam One Piece for probably the next like two hours. <laughs> so that was always fun. I I came aboard with all of my hopes and dreams. It was great. It was a good time. I love that. And I skipped locals. I was actually still playing and completely missed sign up for yeah. locals, but. In locals, I had on round one. In locals, I had to play against uh, the Guardians guy again. Oh, nice! And I said, "I'm here for my revenge." Oh, nice! And I got my revenge. Beautiful. No, I was like, "Here I am to make up for the one round I dropped today." Yeah. <laughs> give me, give me game two. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I was so done with Final Fantasy after my two non games. I, I could was like, tell, "Today's brother, not a good day." It wasn't a great day, but yeah, you we know, have a bad day of cards. You just put the deck away, and you're like, "We're gonna lock you in the Disney Vault until." Uh, Alex didn't do so hot either, so he went and joined you at uh, Sharky's. He sure did. Yeah. At the Shark Pit. <laughs> at the Shark Pit, yeah, the uh, the old the old Shark Pit. But um, it was a good day, man. I, so in the winner box, that was I played Mono Water. Then for mm-hmm. the um, locals, I had like some friends show up who um, I know from other card games, Sydney, yeah. who hadn't played Final Fantasy at locals yet, just like a couple times kitchen table with me. Yeah. So she was like, oh, I, I kind of want to show up and play. And I was like, all right, well, you can borrow Avalanche. And I had Avalanche and uh, Final Fantasy XII deck were like, the only like, complete sleeve things I had with me but besides didn't Hunter water. Play Final Fantasy and then it? Hunter said he wanted to play something different. And I was like, well, you can play my water deck if you want, and I'll play a different deck. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, or I have this 12 deck I might play. And he's like, oh, I'll play that. So he took my 12 deck, uh, which was definitely a little janked up and wasn't like, no. isn't tested. Uh, you know, it's just like kind of thrown together. Um, it's close to some of the other like three color things other people have put together for like with Headhunters and the other free 12 stuff. That deck seems really cool, by It the is way. really the, fun the, and, like, and like weirdo and cool, but it can be a little inconsistent sometimes because it's like... Fran or bust, yeah, because yeah, I did play some more, end up playing some more Final Fantasy because mm-hmm. Brandon showed up. I guess he yeah, bought Brewster. a figure. Yeah, yeah, Brewster yeah. showed up and ended up giving a um, uh, something for he had something, yeah, for he had Amethyst. like a like a figure for Amethyst, yeah, yeah. So we he asked, he's like, I got my stuff in the car if you want to play. I was like, Yeah, I'll, I'll play some games. I love that, yeah. And the first deck he pulls out, and Hunter's sitting there watching us, he pulls out a 12, like a, a 12 mm-hmm. list, and Hunter just looks at his hand and he just proceeds to like pop off with like. Fran, Balthier, Kites, a backup, another, like, just, like, pretty much was able to, like, present this incredible board state yeah. on turn one, and it was like, that seems really, really neat. Like, I got trounced that game. I was like, here we are. But then I proceeded to, like, win the next few games, but, like, still, none of that. Yeah, mattered. but sometimes but, like, I, I was just like, do these wild, like, value yeah, things. I was yeah. like, that is fucking insane like it just was really really cool yeah you're like i'll play this i'll do this get this out it's like balthier kites comes in tap balthier and kites haste fran attack with fran play another four drop back yeah. up search for another card okay kites fran end yeah. of the turn fran the comes card... back in and then you get another card. well when he attacked the card he played was bosh yeah oh fran yeah, attack. yeah so yeah. it was yeah. just like and then the damage he flipped was a tiro like it was <laughs> dog it was like even he like hunter like, we were just laughing our asses off because i was like this is the absolute 
fucking nuts. Like we we saw the peak of what that dick can do. Like you, I don't care what you're playing. Like you don't fucking win that game. That's like you, so crazy. you just get shit on. Cause yeah. Because then, then he grabs like another two twelve characters, and then <laughs> just it, keep keep that train going. Yeah. Yeah, and then it ended up being like a headhunter that puts like the two counters that nukes a five k or something, <laughs> and then he played another backup, and then like I want to no, I want to say another card he got was like kites or something. So like. No, he blinked the frame with the kites to play it. Dude, it was just fucking... Yeah, dude. yeah, you it blink the frame so with kites dumb. and you can play it again in end phase so they can't respond to like whatever yeah, you're doing. it was so yeah. good. Well, that, that, I, I could see myself fucking around with that kind of combo, Jank. Like, it's a fun deck and you really, really to put really it in cool. these sleeves. Mine's in like the old 12 sleeves too, so I'm That's just right. you know, we're having a good time. Yeah, I'm there for that. Um, but yeah, so I mean, and that brings us really to our, our other main topic here is like... What we've got, we've got Xanarkand. Uh, I mean, Masters is happening in Japan, but it's mm-hmm. not actually like... there's not. Actually, maybe the Masters, they do qualify, right? For I believe yeah. so. It's, so I mean, so I maybe Masters is on the on-season. They don't really have an off-season over there. Um, yeah. But here, it is definitely off-season for us. It will be for this whole set. Yeah. So I think what's interesting is um, this set is people definitely still looking to play what's good. And an mm-hmm. event like Xanarkin will make people you know try the hardest and you know yeah. try like the real, real meta stuff. When those kinds of prizes are on the line, but mm-hmm. it's definitely a time for a little experimentation. Yep, definitely a time to to kind of feel out what you'd like to play. And for me, um, I see like the Lena Leviathan, and I go, "Oh man, you know, who knows if if like this will be as good next set? This mm-hmm. definitely seems like uh, it, it. This set water has a lot going for it, so I wanted to make sure I got to try it." Um, well, but, and the funny thing is, even in water, there's that counter piece as well, the backup that says power. Yeah, 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 so there's already like. like mirror breaker cards that exist you know if things got um yeah it's, it's interesting to see if we were going to have like if we would have crystal cups or something like more than one event because xander can happen but it happens kind of it's still not too early in the set but i think with the holiday season and everything that it kind of feels pretty early in the set like yeah. i don't think a lot of people did as much um tinkering toggling exactly. i'm not surprised to see ice wind uh win it i'm not surprised to see such a good player like jfb playing mono water take second mm-hmm. um but could that look different? I mean, it, it could probably look different if you ran the exact same tournament with the same players oh, three more times, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, right now, um, what's hot and what's not in the off season? I think it's a lot of experimentation, and mm-hmm. I think it's also a lot of, like, trying out what the obvious push stuff is right now um, while we're here in this new set because there's no reason to go look at, like, like there's no reason for me to go to Avalanche and tweak it to the max right now. Yeah. But if I was in, like, Crystal Cups, where getting a top cut, like, is, like, a huge difference. Mm-hmm. I might be back at that well, you know, like, yeah. tweaking that or running all against that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I'll say at least what I feel like is hot right now, Chris, and, and you can talk about what you've noticed, too. But mm-hmm. I think, um, right now, definitely Mono Water. It's the, it's the flavor right now. Mono Water. 100% the flavor. Ice Lightning is hot. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, I think we thought it would be coming into this set, and it was. And um, also, I you know those storm type strategies are still hot, still hot. It's a uh, yeah, they're just safe, still in consistent. from last season. Yeah. Um, what's not that I thought was going to be pretty good is um, I think maybe we just haven't seen one yet because it's going to be a lot more complicated. Mm-hmm. But like any kind of like um, like a Riku or like a rainbow multi element thing, yeah. I thought we'd be seeing just some like here's my gross earth backup. Mm-hmm like uh kind of this is just like my core and then i'm able to abuse just like the good multi cards um also fire water i thought would be hotter because furion is so good 
Yeah. And it's weird how when water comes together so well, fire water doesn't. But it's because when we talk about what those like the best, fire just kind of slows it down. What the best pieces are out of water in the set all require all oops all water. Like yeah. Ash wants all water backups. Lena wants all water cards in the discard pile. Mm-hmm. So and then if you try to play a mono water that has all the duels and then just like the Moogle that taps for both colors, you're just kind of hurting yourself it's, it's so much less consistent the night stuff is cool right i think i think yeah. Gawain is probably in the best place he's ever been the warp roms is a very good I think card warp, warp roms is hot if, if we're yeah. talking about different warp cards warp roms is one that people are excited to play I with think or try he's at probably least. the best warp card. Uh, yeah i, I mean, would I, yeah. I think so yeah Just, i mean the teodor is good but i think the warp ramza becomes this really crazy archetype cornerstone oh teodor dude i played against two ice lightnings mm-hmm. in, in I'm remembering some of my Swiss matches. Yeah, I played Ice Lightning twice. I played one that had uh, Teodore for sure. I had a Teodore warped against me when I was playing Mono Water, and that was um, that was also the same match where my opponent played the three CP Ramu that breaks a monster and seven Ks of forward. Oh, yeah. He he played that on me five times because of like Man in Black, and I was like, how do I win this match? I actually I don't know. I'd have to watch a fucking. I'd have to watch a recording to figure out how we got that one. Yeah, because that was. Uh, I was like, in what world can I survive these two-for-ones off this Rambo? This is so efficient against me. I was not expecting people to have that kind of monster removal pack, and, and that was scary. Um, you know what I think is hot? What's hot? And just after seeing it yesterday, it's something that I think is going to take a lot of tinkering and a lot of unlocking, and it's something that you could do a lot of during the offseason. The fucking Fran shit. Yeah. Dude, that is, that is a treasure trove of just new boot goofing. Like, I, I, just that one, granted, yes, that was probably one of the nuttier, probably one of the best openers you can have, but to see something like that and be like, this could probably get more consistent and be way more optimal. Like, that was really exciting. You know me, if I can't play six, I am definitely a fucking yeah, 12 Yeah, you're a 12 stand, boy, 12, 12. 12. And when I get to see <laughs> Fran and Bosch and Balthier, when I get to, I, when I get to see a 12 deck that is literally not just Vaughn, doing a bunch of shit like that's exciting to me and that's something i you know i said i was going to tinker around with ice lightning i might fuck around with some fran shit i would love to you know like to me that's really really exciting because there's so much potential there yeah and it's almost like the thing is like you can go into that three color if you want but you could also just like be a little bit less crazy with how many 12 things you play yeah just clean up a pretty normal looking earth Mm-hmm. Uh, Earth Wind deck, or you could get even crazier, and it's like, well, Fran can play Alcid. So, like, if you start to think about cheating the Fran and mm-hmm. doing more of an ice lighting thing, you can also get some gross stuff out of that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think Fran is definitely uh, hot and, and like maybe hasn't performed yet, but is worth tinkering with. There's definitely uh, gold worth digging for there. Yeah, because um, even like, especially when you get like the Balthier going, right? Like Balthier. You can haste her. Well, yeah, you can haste her. And she and, has that protect. And the fact that Balthier also can can protect Fran from things like Amaterasu. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like Balthier kind of has that baked-in protection, which at that point, like, you feel bad if you're Amaterasuing the Balthier, but even still, you can tap him in another Sky Pirate to keep Pump him her. on the board. Yeah, you, you, to keep him you just, through you just Amaterasu. Lose the, yeah. yeah, I mean, you lose the, the two-dropper that you're getting back, but whatever, but that doesn't matter. Like, you, the threats are still live. Um, and then, of course, Bosch is just a great little piece in that as well. Like the fact that the Bosch fact is that hot. He's hot yeah, sure. Bosch is definitely he. Look at that fucking smile <laughs> and that beard. Mm, man, makes my makes my giny tingle. But like 
I don't know. I, just, I that that's actually something. The the more we sit here and talk about it, the more you know. I'm just thinking about that 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 you know that one game, just one game, and then a couple a couple other games he played were actually really good. That was actually I, I saw Saban and Edgar, which helped out a lot because I was able to mm. say dead the dead, twins, yeah, dead, yeah. When I, that's, that's the, twins, right? That's the, when yeah. people talk about twins. Yeah, Saban when they Edgar. say they're playing twins, right? That's yeah, like, Saban, Saban and Edgar. Edgar. Yeah, which of course, yeah. is probably the best thing you can do in a Final Fantasy VI deck these days, which is. Unfortunately, there's not really a whole lot of ways to consistently get them out. And the, yeah, the more unfortunate thing about Saban and Edgar is like Edgar would Edgar and Saban both just get better if like the supporting pieces in those colors get better because Edgar is less YOLO to cast if yeah. you have more efficient cards. And then I just wish Saban would just have more good six characters. Well, like, so he's and, cheaper, more frequently. And I've also kind of been fucking around and just thinking about uh, again. This is kind of it's more of a what's not. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> like I wish there was For what's uh, not. Just, I was going to say these fire ice cards. Well, and Star yes. ends up being like reading cracked and being good in Majessa only. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. But I was thinking like, why is there not a world where we can play like an Earth, uh, Earth Fire FF six type deck where like you have you have Claris to search Edgar. Is there, there's not a a monk searcher per se outside of like what um does it uh, Mott. yeah Mott like Mott can pull the Saban out of the deck but then we're playing Mott you know what I mean yeah so then, then we are definitely going around our uh, yeah we're definitely going and I guess one could argue you have Tiro to search for it but then like what are you doing after that like you're are you playing that Terra that just does all the multi shit like you're just you're stretching for. You're you're reaching on the top shelf for that box of cookies that's fucking <laughs> empty. You know what I mean? Like it's somebody put the empty box back on the top shelf and you're fucked. But um, no, I, I think I think John. Now that we you know the more we talk it up, I may just be hanging my hat on that Fran stuff because that just that that tickled me in a way that I had not been tickled in. A it's while. a fun deck, dude. It's it's um. It's one of those where you're looking at your hand, you're like, "Ooh, I could do X Y Z A B C," and like that's just a fun place to be. Because yeah, like, what's the play? You play Fran. You play Balthier. One of the cards you pitch to play the Fran is a card that Balthier can get back. It's kites. Yeah. yeah. And then you tap those two. You haste Fran. You swing. You play Bosch. You fucking take the damage. You flip a Tiro just in, you know, just yeah. for shits and giggles. And then what What cards do you get? Like, that's where I guess you start digging down the Headhunter lines, right? Yeah, well, you then the... you can get the backup that searches for a Headhunter when you play it. So then you attack with Fran and you play it and then you search for another thing you can play with Fran yeah. or play. Yeah, it's just... That's cute. I yeah, like it. It's, um... I'm here for it, Dad. You have two different backups Fran can play for free that tutor other cards. Yeah. Yes. It's a, uh, it's crazy. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I'm there for it. And then, as far as you know, another, you know, what's hot? Obviously, I think Yuffie is a very good card. Yeah. Um Like Yuffie's kind of a weird card, right? Like sometimes, sometimes you just don't do anything, but sometimes she just fucking solos a game. Yeah, we um. We started the opus with people playing like ten Yuffies in a deck, and yeah. just like soloing games with her. And I think we've come back from that a bit, but um, still very, very powerful, very good card. Uh, it definitely like it keeps you honest playing against mm-hmm. Windex. You know, you have to have what we call I always call it respectful removal, yes. right? Something that is a, just like an instant speed hard removal on your opponent's turn. Yeah, no tricks, no muss, no mm-hmm. fuss. No she's, muss, no fuss. She's dust. <laughs> <laughs> no muss, no fuss. She's dust. Yeah, like that's you. You have to, or she will just kind of just hate fuck you out of a game. Um, Weiss, very good. I think. Weiss is hot. Yeah, Weiss is hot. Weiss, Nero, that whole like. The whole Ice Lightning 7 package, one could argue, is... It's pretty just, hot. It's a fucking... It's a fresh turd on a hot day, man. It is. It is steamy. I love it. Like, And then the good kind of steamy. 
And here's a, and I don't mean what's what's hot and what's not, not in the sense of what's good and what's bad, right? Yeah. Just like what's popular and what's not. Yeah. Um, Ferris and like maybe the new. I mean, I know Arc isn't like a thing by himself, but I know there was talk of Monofire or Firewind Warrior Light. Yeah. Uh, seems like it's a what's not right now. Seems like Ferris is, um, despite having a soldier on her card, mm-hmm. is actually not uh, reaping any of the benefits of Soldra or the Mono Water stuff, really. Um, or because, really, the Warrior Light stuff either. I was gonna say, yeah, like like there's like a lot of ping and Warrior Light stuff happening in Monofire and in mm-hmm. Firewind, and I think honestly. It's not that I don't think that those could be good. I think those decks require a lot more work. I think they mm-hmm. require a lot of tinkering, a lot of testing, and there's like just all this math, right? Um, not a lot of people are hyped to figure something like that yeah. out, to put the time into something like that. But I think there's way. something here. Maybe I start uh, exploring down this road. Maybe I kind of feel like I've like I checked the water box successfully, and now I get to go do something else. Yeah, we've got the time. Um, we've got and, months. Yeah, maybe I, maybe I dive into... Warrior of Light because Ferris, I still think, is a very good card, and um, I think even the times I've seen it played has proved to be very good. Yeah, but just isn't something that I've seen in a tournament play. Yeah, at least not recently. No, and it definitely makes sense. Um, and I think as far as you know, when you just look at the set as a whole from a what's hot, what's not, um, not really a whole lot of these new fire cards are making you know much of a splash right now because no. I feel like everyone's just kind of laser focused on either. The dual element fire stuff, again, like Bosch, which we saw in quite a few decks yesterday. Uh, the Furion. Um, RCL a bit. Yeah. Like, if you're doing that fire water stuff. But, yeah, I mean, and um, and that's really it. Like, fire is definitely um, a little bit backseated this set. I which mean, is fine. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's still going to be very good. Um, Ramza is, like, maybe the most played out of all of these. Yeah. And the second place is... Selfie? Selfie? Yeah. I mean, because Selfie is... I mean, Selfie's just a good fire backup, I think it's right? just Selfie is second place. After that, it's, like, hard. Yeah, there's nothing really. Yeah, just go into the dual elements and then yeah. just move to the next color, really. I mean, you, I guess you could argue the, the machine or whatever, the, the one-drop backup, the machinist or whatever yeah. it is. Like, but the, that's I think that whole crop, and we've mentioned yeah, that before. Course, that whole course. one drop is that whole one drop cycle is good. Uh, I think they're better, greater than they are in other elements. Like in some yes. elements, like the water one is just much better shelf, than a yes. lot of other colors because water a just wants to get to fast backups mm-hmm. because of the direct payoff of ash. Yes, but b because um, they also want to fill their discard with as many cards as possible early. Mm-hmm. Lena, so there's a lot of little things there, but um, I big agree. Yeah, I, I definitely thought. I mean, you know, literally hot as a pun there. Uh, fire outside of like Magissa, I've not even seen, and that's just Hunter's. Like yeah, that deck's always good. Hunter's very into that. Magissa mm-hmm. itself got a few new really cool dual element pieces in this set. It got Axstar and yeah. Bosch and um, Arciella, mm-hmm. but that's it. I haven't seen Monofire otherwise. Maybe that's like what we were talking about. The Monofire Warrior of Light might be a way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I have not seen a lot of red this set. A lot of people getting finally tinkering with ice, and Dude, ice, ice actually paying off. Ice feels good. I'll tell you a card that I think is hot, and every time I played it, it felt good. Was all Hanalem. Oh, Hanalem, dude. Like, I'll Hanalem and Gordon. Or, well, he, I know he was the last set, but Ice has always had this trouble with just like generically good two drop backups, mm-hmm. and boy, they are finally getting some some really powerful ones. Yeah, yeah, and like how many times you know when we were playing, some of the best 
games I had oh where it was God. like like you want to do all this crazy free stuff. I literally with, can't even realm with I'll yeah. handle him, yeah. And like, it's the whole you turn. You pay five CP for nothing. Yeah, I'll yeah. handle him. And the fact that it does yeah, that it does last the whole turn, that's it's not something you can bait out the minute you start saying, all right, well, I'm, I need to... Like, you actually have to bait it out by making a very inefficient play. Yeah. It's like, I'll remove 12 cards from my discard pile from Four the game. Oh, okay, cool. I'll break it back up. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it's really good. And FFCC is just pays dividends for yeah. sure. Yeah, Al Hanlem is has been um, all-star. Ku Caspel actually really liked this That's card. a neat card. Uh, um, Force to discard on them when they try to play to an empty hand, and yeah. you still have these triggers that get um, mm-hmm. get them when they discard. I really like that one. Um, I still think the Shiva is an incredible rate for a dull freeze. I mm-hmm. Just literally ignore the first sentence. Yeah, Just like choose a card, dull and freeze it for one CP is good. Mm-hmm. Theodore has been not hot in my... Uh, opinion. Yeah, I agree. Nero, I think, is good just because, again, like I said, the whole the whole concept of a seven focused ice lightning is very good. You don't even have to go deep into the Turks; just the backup line, like a seven backup line. Mm-hmm. Like you could almost create your own just uh, just a generic ice lightning shell with just a light cloud and a seven backup package. That's an ice lightning, and you can just kind of start the chain there. I forgot this Gilgamesh was a legend, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's a shame, too, because uh, I think we all did. Cause... Um, I think, as far as not, I know that <laughs> I know uh, Richie loves his Final Fantasy VIII and has, I think, put out a whole thing about it. But um, I think even he knows it's it's still rough. And the Final Fantasy VIII stuff, I know they put the Cypher out. We finally got Sid Kramer, but like we've got Cypher and the goons. And even like Cypher plus both goons on the table at the same time, it's like... Doesn't feel that scary. No. Um, Cypher is a card that he has, like, really cool potential for the future um, mm-hmm. because, uh, like, with his eight and, like, being able to haste some other dude. Yeah. The new Light Squall is pretty cool. And, like, mm-hmm. these cards in, like, Limited seems like, oh, maybe these are actually pretty scary. But then when we get to Constructed and we just look at, like, again, you want those consistent decks. You want those decks mm-hmm. that have um, redundancy for their big game plan. You know, they want to be able to get there a couple different ways. Mm-hmm. They want to have that inevitability or like a big payoff, and it just feels like you got a bunch of middling guys that like all their synergies exist on the forwards, which sucks. You want some of the synergies to be from backups yeah. or in, in some kind of protected synergy. way, yeah. And it's just, um, I, I don't think it really gets them there right now. Mm-hmm. So I would say, and I haven't seen a lot of people trying it either. So I'm going to say what's that's a not so hot yeah. right now. Um, as far as a lightning card, I think is hot. Uh, I do think Cindy. I think Cindy is a Cindy's very very hot card. lightning card. Yeah. Um, I, I I would argue Cindy is probably the best like mono lightning card in the set. I think yeah, maybe, I think Cindy maybe. does a Her lot. Half mile maybe, but yeah, half yeah, I mile's mean, pretty good. Half mile's just a good backup, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> when I say what's hot with water, and it's like half the cards, and that's when you know that's why it's like good to say. It's like, I played this, I played this, I played this, I played this. Yeah, and I do like how water, um, I, I, I think this. water definitely the best, uh, the most pushed, I best element in the set, because Lena's great, the Waka is fucking great, uh, Ash clearly great, and I love how all of these neat little things that you also got this kind of, you know, it's kind of a do nothing backup, but it also counteracts like every, all that shit you're trying to do. Calmia literally just cancels the water deck from itself. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, like other water decks 
Don't do anything. <laughs> yeah, which kind of is just kind of like that mirror breaker, right? Like now you just have to play like an honest mono water like dudes and spells mirror. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and it's like okay, you Calmia, and they what they would have to do is try to like when they Leviathan, they pick the Calmia, and then it would be like okay, well the Calmia is not there anymore, so the reduction happens. Yep. But you see people playing Yog Rosh. So now what you can do is, like, because of Sildra, it's like, oh, I'm playing against the Mono Water deck. Okay, I'll Sildra. I'll get Yagrosh and Kalmia. I'll play them both. Okay, cool. Like, get we're, fucked. Ch- we're chilling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Feels good. And because of the way Leviathan works, like, they bounce the Og to your hand. They don't even, like, break it when they do deal with it. So you just play it back down for next turn. So they yeah. always have to, they basically have to double Leviathan you. Which is expensive. Like, they, they have to do a lot of, they, again, you... you they have to do some really inefficient shit. Yeah. For and these. Th- like this is inefficient too to set that up, but yeah. it's like it has that payoff that's worth. Um, but I don't know. It depends on your meta. Like I ran, I main decked one Calmia in yesterday's winner box because I well, knew other people were on Mono Water. Just one of that one because Yogg-Rosh. of Soldier. Because yeah. of Soldier. Um, and I, yeah, I had one Calmia and one Yagrosh. Yagrosh is good for the ice matchups as well. Yeah. Um, turns Laswell into the blackest fucking belt yeah. until he, until you start getting like discards and stuff. But then um, I didn't run into any water. All like like you know there was one other water player, but I really didn't play much water in the winner box. So mm-hmm. then I cut it from my deck, and then I played water in almost every round in yeah. Swiss in uh, or sorry just regular in locals. But um, it was like water variants. There was only one mono water, so mm-hmm. it it was like eh, it depends if mono water really pops off. Yeah. Um. It's something to keep an eye on because, you know, if this game had sideboards, obviously you'd have it in your sideboard. Like, oh, 100%. It, it 100% is really strong in the mirror against other water decks, but, eh, you know, it does a whole lot of nothing in most matchups. Yeah, so. and that, it's kind of like that Minwoo argument from back in the day, right? Like, it it yeah. it protects you from very specific things, um, but yeah, it's not an every, it's not an every, uh, it's not an everyday driver, as it were. Yeah. But, uh. Let's well, talk about duels. Let's talk about what duels are hot, uh, Johnny. What duels are sizzling? I mean, we talked a little bit um, Bosch about Bosch. Yeah, but, I mean, the, obviously, Sid Hayes, I think, is as good as we thought he was, mm-hmm. which is Barry. Right? Sid Hayes and Melvian are good. Uh, Maria Sephiroth is not. Lightning. I think we nailed that one on the head. Same thing yeah. for Ice Lightning. Sephiroth and Lightning are good. Lagoon is not. Um, Earth wins, so uh, Tifa maybe isn't as great as I originally thought she would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, in practice, when I play her, it always is like really awkward to pay the kicker to that. She feels like she should just kind of do it when she enters the mm-hmm. field. Um, I hear like I, I see like Cabbage Patch Chalinka kind of has a uh, like there's such a mixed bag here right like like I think I mean if it's model... efficient it's got a big body and it breaks a monster but the thing is like again if your opponent's not playing any monsters you're just mad this is in your deck and it doesn't yep. help your deck do anything that it's doing better yep. or uh, more efficiently or more consistently but it is good against monsters but like I said the Mono Water monster deck it's like none of them are like your your Atomos, right? Yeah. Like, or my Scale Toad. Like, break one of my... my oh, no. Shit. Oh, no. But you broke my blue arm. Oh, no. I'll get yeah. it back with Gal later. It's well, fine. maybe. Yeah, but, like, um, I think attacking the... Unless you have something that, like, is good and has a monster mode, like a Noctis or mm-hmm. that Ramu. Like, they're good for other reasons, but mm-hmm. also, incidentally, have a lot of value against my monsters. Yeah. But main decking something as a monster answer is a yeah. hard ask, I think. Yeah. We'll see. It depends on how prevalent they are. Um... Vanille is a very good card, and Billy Bob's a very good card. Sonon, I think, is not really anywhere like yeah. we thought. Um, this Lightning, I knew that I know that we said she was good, but this Lightning is actually very good. Yeah. And this, like, Water and Lightning is getting better and better. I don't know if it's quite there yet, but I get a little concerned looking at, like, well, not concerned, but I see 20, and I see that there's, like, a Graha 
uh, lightning card forward mm-hmm. who's probably going to be a scion. I think that that water lightning scions that we've started to see pop up, like I said, or two ago, that has been getting a little bit of support is about to probably be a really crazy deck yeah. soon. Um, but yeah, I think there might still be something in water lightning, but it's there's definitely more digging needs to happen there. And then um, in fire water, dude, I came into this set thinking like that the fire water was going to be so good because Fury and RCL are so good. And Furiana has been as good, if not better, than I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, RCL has not been as great as I thought, just because I have mm-hmm. a hard time in Firewater keeping a handful of all kinds of cards. Yeah. Um, but if there is a way to like to efficiently make a mono water that cheats these guys at some point, I'm down. I'm totally down. If somebody really figures it out, but I don't count figuring it out as me having four water backups and a Princess Sarah because then my ashes aren't as good. And yeah, exactly. I used to think that you could live in a world where ash wasn't as good, but I, I don't I think one C P ash for Yeah. Like like it's not even just the the two C P for eight K. It's the fact that she costs one for ten. That's just like it's good in two different ways that are so important. Yeah, so. It's just a shame that you've got that terrible Lena name clash because being able to play the Opus three Lena into that Furion would not be Good, but like yeah, you've got yeah. a new Lena that's just doing so much more. <laughs> yeah, like you hate you hate that. That's like the worst name class for water right now. It's know? okay. I mean, honestly, we were getting to a point where like, unless the two drop was insane, that yeah. Lena was getting a little bit yeah. tired. Um, it took us something like Sophie to give it a new life. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then lighter dark. I mean, I think um, most of these are not hot, but recently there's been a little bit of Elena hype. Um, uh-huh. Because JFB got second place with Elena. What does that deck. card even do? I, don't, I just need <laughs> it's to. It's a one CP. It's got like braver than a few tap abilities, so that you can like attack with it and then do oh, ability. Okay. And one's just like drawing a card is kind of like the default one you can do for one and tapping yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, a um, But it has like a Zidane mode where they reveal their hand, and you select their card, and they discard it. So like once you are up on resources, uh, that's really good to keep doing. Yeah, maybe um, good in like a grindier, maybe a longer. Yeah, game, and then but... just one CP, so you like play it, and then you're like, okay, I'll attack, and if they block, you can just pump herself to eight. Yeah. So then when they don't block because they're gonna lose their guy, you're like, cool. Well, then I'll draw a card. Yeah. Or cool. Well, then you'll do it. But um, what's funny is the thing that made me more angry than whether or not Emperor was effective. Most of the times I drew him yesterday was drawing any light or dark card yeah. in mono water. Because of how tight some of my um my like get everything out to Lena just done just yeah. in time was I don't know it it's always again like we say season to personal taste there's a lot of interesting stuff about Elena and mm-hmm. playing that mono waterless JFB's list was again like I, we say they're all different but that was quite different yeah. from current mono water or what you've seen other people running as mono water. Um, as far as like his backup structure and then playing like Elena and stuff mm-hmm. so there's a lot of different ways I, I highly encourage you to just like. If you find one of those versions interesting or it plays a card that you like, just go for that version. I don't know that there's like a right yeah. version or that anybody could tell you which one is right yet, mm-hmm. right? So um, I, I really love seeing all this experimentation. It feels like water is like two or three sets behind on mono experimentation mm-hmm. just because it hasn't had as good payoffs. So you see people being like, well, wait, maybe we can explore the crystal stuff that came out like a set or two ago. Or like, oh, maybe we can explore the... Uh, you know, some of the monster stuff that we haven't yeah. gotten to play around with as much in a mono setting. So I think that um, you're seeing a lot of, like, <laughs> retroactive exploration happen in mono mm-hmm. water right now, but I love it. Yeah. No, there's it's there's a lot of neat stuff right now. And it, 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 this is one of those sets where it's, like, it's an absolute shame that it's the off-season. Because I think there's, oh, a, totally there's still so much to unpack, and there's still absolute so much that you can... um 
that that I think is going to be good and is still good. Yeah, um, I I'm excited. See, there's not like again. I was gonna say I'm excited to see what happens the rest of this set, but like, where are we gonna see that happen? Well, on Wednesday at the RBA Weekly, it could be you. It um, could be. You. We are gonna have a slightly larger event, really like window box size or something like that, for the weekly on the last Sunday of the month this month. Um, just I'm literally to do asking Brandon right now oh, for yeah. that friend list just because I want to tinker with just it. Just to do something on a different day. But, um, yeah, it, it really was just, uh, honestly, he's probably going to tell you that it's mine. Um, oh, fair. But, Either way. <laughs> um, but, man, it was a lot of uh, a lot of fun seeing everybody come out this weekend for the Winter Box and seeing everybody come out for Xanarkin and putting on a really cool show with this Opus. I think this Opus is really exciting. I mm-hmm. love a lot of the decks and archetypes that are running around right now. Um, I can't wait to explore more of them and try them myself. Um, and that's really all I got for this week, Chris. Dude, that's all I've got, too. It was just a fun week. Again, it's been a pretty action-packed year for FFTCG. And it's just, it's only, it's all upside. It's all, like, we're just, like, we're excited to get on the ride. And now we're going, it's, we're on the roller coaster. We're getting ready to go that first, the first big drop. And this is, this is why you're on the ride. That first, I can't wait, dude. I'm ready. Hands up, baby. That's right. Hands up. Dude, I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's all I've got. And uh, as always, John, uh, let's just play us off, man. Play us off, Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat. Daytona. Daytona. Lena, 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 Leviathan. (laughs) If it's for free, it's for me. Thanks once again for listening to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you can head on over to rvareturners.com.